It's time for Dixie State University Athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3 KXDS Santa Clara. DSU Athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3 is brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. We hear you. And now it's time for DSU Athletics. Welcome in to Dixie State Football here on Radio Dixie 91.3. I'm Callan Webster, joined by Martin Kelly. What's up? Here for Dixie State Football versus Kenesaw State down in Georgia. Martin, tell us about the team today. What are we going to be looking for out of Kenesaw State? Well, Kenesaw State is a different team in college football. They're an old school uh, team. They run a triple option on offense, and if people are confused, what is a triple option? Basically means that there's two um, running backs in the backfield. There's a quarterback under center, and there's three options on on a run possibility with either one running back who goes down in the middle between the guard and the tackle. There's the quarterback who can keep it himself and run it on the outside, or there's the option of, of flipping the ball out to the other running back on the outside. They also run a quarters defense. Um, Dixie State, for what my understanding from talking to some of the players, have seen a quarters defense all season. Um, we run basically a quarters defense on defense here at Dixie State University, so they will not be fooled by anything really that Kenesaw State brings onto the defensive side of the ball. But offensively, it is going to be a struggle today. A triple option is nothing to play around with. You have many options on the offense side of the ball who can run it, run Run it right past you. You won't even know the running back has the ball until he's gone into the end zone and scores a touchdown. And then you realize, and oh, he had the ball, and the other person did not have the ball. So Dixie State's going to have to play very tough on defense, play very much a gap-minded defense, stay in your gaps, play the A gap, play the B gap, play the C gap, force everything to the outside, towards the out-of-bounds, give them a small running lane to run through. And if Dixie State can do that, I think Dixie State can be successful enough to be competitive in this game and possibly have a chance to win. And I think it's really interesting with Kenesaw State. You say they run a lot, and it's it's incredible. I think the best way to look at it and realize how much they run is look at how much they pass. This season they have nine pass attempts in two games. They're averaging four and a half pass attempts a game. The big thing to watch out, though, for there is when they do pass, they've had some success, averaging nearly 25 yards per catch. But it's something where you don't want to get caught off guard, but you also somewhat have to sell out to defend against the run. And for Dixie State today, what do you think they have to do to be competitive with with Kennesaw State? They're the number nine ranked FCS team in the nation, so it's... A really tough, tough challenge for the Trailblazers. Yeah, it's going to be a tough challenge for the Trailblazers. Um, so far this season, they have shown up to play against, you know, the three opponents, and two of the opponents have been the same. I mean, they showed up and played Tarleton State in Stevens- Stevensville, Texas, week one, and they gave, you know, Tarleton State all they can handle. I mean, five turnovers in the game, three interceptions, two fumbles. Very impressive on the offense side of the ball. And then against New Mexico State, defensively it wasn't there. New Mexico State was running a really, you know, simple run the ball, short pattern offense, and keeping everything within 10 to 15 yards in front of the quarterback and nothing, and not making anything, you know, hard on, you know, the New Mexico State offense. And Dixie State's, uh, you know, defense just couldn't keep up with it. And then the next week, you know, at home against Tarleton State, you know, again, they beat them week one. They just couldn't do it the next week. Tarleton State came in with the, with the mindset of revenge, and they were going to serve it on a – very ice-cold train, and they did it towards Dixie State. I mean, offensively, Tyreek Biston was named Player of the Week in the FCS. I mean, over 200 yards, two touchdowns. Stephen Duncan had three touchdowns in that game for over 300 yards total. I mean, 
my God, offensively, they ran, I mean, that ran, they passed all over the place against uh, Dixie State's defense. And, you know, this week, they got to, again, they got to maintain the gaps on the defensive side of the ball. They got to stay with their gaps, stay with their responsibilities, force everything to the outside. Don't let any big to big time runs inside the gaps get ahead of you. If, you know, if you let a team eat a five, six, five, six, you know, four, three, and four yards more on every run, you're going to be in a very tough hole because you're going to be beating up on your defensive line and your linebackers, and they're going to be tired. And then when Kenesaw State sees that, they're going to throw it, and they're going to have all the opportunity they want to throw the football all over the place. So uh, towards the offensive side of the ball, Dixie State's just got to maintain their attack. They're a very offensive, you know, balanced offense. They like to run the ball a lot. They have 139 attempts on the ground. These two running backs, Quali Conley and Nick Floyd, have been tremendously impressive this year. They're adding their names into the hat of this stacked running back backfield we will have coming this fall for the traditional football season. And, you know, Cody Wilstead has taken the reins of the starting quarterback. He had a very tough game against Tarleton State. But nonetheless, you have talented quarterbacks behind him. Kobe Tracy, 123 yards in garbage time, two touchdowns, but that was all against a prevent defense. But nonetheless, Dixie State has the talent. They just need to put it up all, all together and, and, you know, connect all the dots. And this week, they just have to stay competitive. Have, if they have to get into a shootout, they have the team to get into a shootout. They have the offensive weapons to do it. They just need to, you know, maintain the defensive side of the ball. And if they do that, Dixie State will be successful. I want to look a little bit back at the previous games for Dixie State this season. We mentioned they've played Tarleton State twice. The first time they played them, they won 26-14. But the second time, they got blown out, 37-15. What did Dixie State do differently that didn't work in that second game? What happened? Because if you look at those two scores, it doesn't doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. Well, in, in the first game, it was more of, you know, uh, Tarleton State making simple mistakes that Dixie State took advantage of. I mean, um... They didn't have the right starting quarterback at the game. Cameron Burston was a starting quarterback for Charleston State walking into that game, and he wasn't the right quarterback for them at all. And and Stephen Duncan was actually the better quarterback who can um, was able to pass it towards his receivers late in the game. It was just too late of a comeback for you know Charleston State in that game. They only had one offensive touchdown. They had three fumbles. Their running back. Um, was a stellar monster that day. I apologize to forget his name, but they had too many fumbles and too many mistakes on offense. And then, you know, Tarleton State came in with the mindset of, okay, listen, they know we're going to try to run the ball. Let's try to pass it against them. We know Dixie State is short and small on, on the corner side and not very disciplined when it comes to their secondary assignments. So we will be able to get what we want, really. I mean, Tyreek Biston is six foot one, going up against Devin uh, Chandler, who's only five foot ten. You know, that's a mismatch on any type of receiver and corner any day of the week. And, you know, that's all Tarleton State did was just attack the corners and, and the secondary for Dixie State made sure to attack those gaps and, and you know, stay within their game plan. And, and offensively for Dixie State, nothing was right for them. They couldn't get – they really could not get, you know, the passing game going. And, w- and when the running game did, you know, Tarleton State was ready there, right there and, and ready to shut it down and, and make sure that they had no success when it came to the running game to try to, you know, attack with their balanced offense. And, you know, Kelly Bills, the offensive coordinator for Dixie State, just could not come up with an answer to attack that Tarleton State defense. And Tarleton State, give them credit, man. I mean, again, they came in with revenge on their mind. They were going to serve it on an ice-cold tray, and, and they did towards Dixie State. I mean, we embarrassed them in front of their home crowd. They were intending on coming to embarrass us in front of our home crowd, and they did that, but you know what? Dixie State just got to bounce back, got to regroup, got to learn from their mistakes, and 
be ready for the next time when when a team like that is is got revenge on their mind to you know tell them no you're not coming in here beating us in front of our crowd we're gonna kick your butt and that's just what Dixie State has to do. The the Kennesaw State the the Owls they're a really disciplined team this year in their two games just six penalties. They have lost a couple fumbles. They've lost interception, but for the most part, not a team that's going to give the game away. So in that one win that she State had this season, it was due a lot to mistakes. So that's probably not something we're going to see from the Owls today. Where where does Dixie State have a chance to win this game? Um, or is it kind of a situation where you're just going to feel good if you play close? It's going to be it's going to be both. It's going to be a game where you feel good if you're close. outside wide and use up their secondary. And then when that secondary is used up, run it through the middle. Quality Conley is good enough to get you six, seven-yard rushes every down. Keep running the counter trade runs. Keep running those, you know, pulling guard runs. Keep running the ball and forcing it down their throats and opening up those gaps. And Dixie State will have an opportunity to win this game. They have to play good, disciplined football today on the defensive side of the ball. Stay in your gaps. Stay with your responsibilities offensively. Attack this Kinesaw State defense through the air. Force them to play coverage football. And when that happens, run the ball down their throats and go out and just play good, hard, trailblazing football. And Dixie State knows how to do that. And then one final question regarding that just the X's and O's on defense. You know that part of the game pretty well. What what can Dixie State do to they're they're a smaller team coming from Division Two. They they don't have the biggest defensive line. They have some speed. So how can they use that to hit the right gaps? How can they use their secondary to engage in the running game knowing that there's not going to be a lot of throwing? Listen, you have to keep your secondary, you have to keep your linebackers clean. But what I mean by that is your defensive line has to stay stable in the gaps. With a triple option is either you're going to attack the, the gap between the guard and the tackle, either the tackle and the tight end, or off the tight end's butt. Those are the only three gaps you really have an option to attack in a triple option, especially with this offense. If they stay maintaining in those gaps and force everything to the outside towards the numbers, where the secondary can come up to the next level and the linebackers can kick it back out, and stay within the 10, 15 yards that you have from the out-of-bounds line to the numbers on the field itself, the numbers that you would read on a football field, if they stay between that gap and force Kennesaw State into that gap right there and force everything inside to be stuffed, all the gaps are filled in. you got to run it to the outside. You have to kick it out against your running backs on tray runs or on, you know, basically, you know, sweep runs. Dixie State has an opportunity to stay in this game because they are fast at the linebacking spot. Malaki Malaki is a very capable linebacker who can run north to south, east and west, stay in his gaps, able to clean up the runs. Also, Darius Nash, who plays strong safety for this team, he is capable of coming downfield and laying a hit on somebody. I've seen him do it in practice. He is so close of killing some people on practice. I'm just like, I'm scared that they're going to let him loose one day, and he's going to go out and just attack everybody, and it's going to be fun to watch. Dixie State has an opportunity to do that today. Force everything to the outside. Force everything to the outside of the tight end. Do not let any inside runs clean you up and eat up your linebackers and your defensive linemen, and if Dixie State can do that, they will be successful in this football game. Well, we're just minutes away from kickoff here. Trailblazer football. We'll take a quick break and be back for the start of the game here on Radio Dixie 91.3. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. 
It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back to Trailblazer Football. The Dixie State Trailblazers Blazers against the Owls of Kenesaw State down in Georgia. The teams have taken the field, and we are just minutes from kickoff. My name is Callan Webster, and I'm here with Martin Kelly. Back to receive the kick for Dixie State is number two, Jalen Powell. Really quick receiver. Hopefully he can get this game started with a boom. Yeah, they've changed their punt return and kickoff returns. It used to be David Fisher. They weren't really getting the success with David Fisher downfield, and they've gone back to Jalen Powell. He was their punt returner and kick returner last season, sharing splits with Xavier Smith last season. And Kenesaw State is going to start with the ball. I mean, excuse me, Dixie State is going to start with the ball here on the first quarter, and Kenesaw State will get in the second half. We're going to see a good, very tough football game against these two teams. One team likes to throw it a lot. Kenesaw State, they like to run the ball a lot and try to make you make the mistakes. Dixie State won an opportunity here to make a statement, getting their butts kicked by Tarleton State a week before. This has got to be a game where Dixie State's got to take advantage of their offensive speed and defensive speed, and they got to have an opportunity to play a good, tough football game today. And here comes the kickoff from Nicholas Jones. Interesting, Nicholas is listed as a punter on their roster, but he handles kickoffs. As the kickoff here dropped momentarily by Jalen Powell. He picks it up. Nice return up close to the 30 as he's taken down. He dropped the ball just for a moment there, was able to gather and get up, and Dixie State will start at their own tw- or at 29. Yeah, he fumbled out for just a quick second there, but nothing too scared of, 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 a, of a situation where he wasn't going to pick it up and run it again. I mean, just... You know, a quick fumble, nothing too crazy. And we see Cody Wilstead coming out here on the field. Had a struggling day last week against, you know, Tarleton State and also Quali Conley in the backfield. But we'll see what, what Cody Wilstead can do today, and we'll see how fast he can get this offense going. Good to see him back out there. We saw some nice play towards the end of the game out of some other trailblazers. But his first pass is swing out to the right. Jalen Powell with it. He's wrapped up by the ankle, stays on his feet, and pushes for a couple more. A gain of three or four there on first down. Good start for the Trailblazers. And that's what the Trailblazers got to do. They got to do those quick, you know, option runs, those quick, you know, wide receiver screens. Those quick offensive passes are what's going to attack this Kenesaw State's defense and force them to play outside the numbers. Kenesaw State is a very attacking defense. They got to do it. The snap handled by Cody Willstead. He swings it out to Devin Osborne, it looks like. Another three or four yards. going to be third down and two for Dixie State. I think it's big for Dixie State to keep moving here. Kenesaw is going to play a ball control game. They burn a lot of clock with their running game. And Dixie needs to move down the field and keep the pressure on, keep scoring. Listen, Nathan Aceve is the starting center for Dixie State in this one. It's not a traditional starting center. He's more of a guard um, on this offensive. But he has taken over, you know, the starting center spot after an injury towards the center spot this um, past offseason for Dixie State. But... He has taken out the responsibility. He's got to clean up the turnovers here, and Dixie State's got an opportunity to get a first down. Willstead here under center. Hands it off. Quali Conley up the middle, pushing towards the line. I think he got there. It's going to be real close. It'll depend on the spot. Looked like he just got maybe a yard or two. Maybe. So it'll be fourth and one for the Trailblazers. Likely will have to punt here around the 30, around the 40-yard line. Looks like the offense is staying on the field now, just walking off. They're discussing it. I think there's going to be a, I think there's a timeout taken. Oh, actually, oh they're bringing no. out the chains. Yeah, they're going to measure this. 
Where the ball's placed right now, it is real close. I think it might be just a little bit short, though. We'll see as they stretch him out. Dixie State has gone for it on fourth downs. They are two of four on the season. The chain stretch out. That looks like it's going to be enough for a first down, and Dixie State's going to get the first down here and continue with the football. And that's going to be big. You want to you want to keep the pressure on, get the scoring early. In the last game for Kenesaw State, Shorter actually had a really nice opening drive. Ended up having to settle for a field goal. They never did see the scoreboard again. Hopefully Dixie State can drive down here and put seven on the board. Yeah, you look at the numbers from last week. Shorter had 311 yards on the ground and five touchdowns in the game. I mean, excuse me, Kenesaw State had against them. Shorter only had a total of 65 yards. Cody with both Floyd and Conley in the backfield. Hands it to Conley. He runs up the middle. No gain. Taken down, or excuse me, three-yard gain there. Pushed forward. So it'll be second down and seven for Dixie State on their opening drive here. I have to say, I mean, we, we, we talked about it in the pregame show, but Quali Conley and Nick Floyd have been outstanding running backs for these two teams for Dixie State this year. Two freshman running backs come in to replace two seniors. Offensively amazing. This pass sent out over the middle. Completed. This will be enough for the first down right at midfield for Dixie State. That's number 84. I'm going to take a guess. That's probably Jeremy Haywood. There's no 84 officially on Dixie State's roster. I don't think that's Blake Kilgore's. I've seen him, and he's not number 84. I think that was 81. I think that was the tight end, Chase Hess. Chase has had a really nice season for Dixie State. Over 150 yards receiving now. This ball handed off to Conley. He gets to the outside and gets a nice gain. Looked like they bought it the play fake a little bit. Conley out for about a 12-yard gain. Another first down for Dixie State. They're getting close to field range, goal range here. And that's why I talked about keep those counter tray runs going. Dixie State loves to run them. Right back to Conley here. Not too much room, but he squirts free, and he's going to get a nice little pickup. They had him dead to rights in the backfield, but a couple nice little moves. About a six-yard gain on first down. I've talked to Quanley Conley, and he tells me the running back he's looked up to the most in his life is Le'Veon Bell. Those patience, the wait for the holes to come out of nowhere and for him to go running right through them, that's the type of runner he is, and Quanley Conley did it yet again. He is a very impressive running back. He is definitely going to have his name in the hat when it comes to being one of the top running backs for this team next season. So we see an injury, and again, it's number 84. There's not an official 84 on the on the roster for Dixie State, I have to guess it's probably Jeremy Haywood. That's my best guess. The big tight end, 6'2", 260. Looks like he's holding the back of his knee, maybe a cramp or something like that. We'll have a quick break here, and we'll come back and update you on the injury. This is Dixie State Football on Radio Dixie 91.3. You're Dixie State Athletics brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back to Dixie State Football, brought to you by St. George, Ken Garf, Ford Lincoln. The Trailblazers on a nice opening drive here so far, down inside the 40. 
of Kenesaw State. An injury on the field. We're thinking it's Jeremy Hayward. It's number 84. No 84 on the roster. But a nice opening drive from Dixie State. A little mix of a short passing game. A nice running game. Quali Conley off to a really nice start for the Trailblazers. Yeah, Quali Conley has opened this game up. He's already run for more than 20 yards already on this first drive. And he has this season a gain of already 257 yards on the ground. 55 attempts. Two touchdowns. He averages just about 4.5 yards a carry. And he is, I'm telling you, Dixie State fans, you know, we're going to have Diarmin Natola. We're going to have Drew Robles next year. Those are the two running backs last year that were playing with, you know, CJ Luongo in the backfield. Look out for, you know, possibly Quali Conley to get carries next season as well. He has been very impressive. He is outstanding to me in, in the sense that he might be up there with the starting running backs for this team next season when, it's, when we have a traditional football fall season. He is very, very impressive. I like the way he runs. He reminds me of Le'Veon Bell. He likes Le'Veon Bell. That's the style runner, style runner he likes the most. And I think, you know, Dixie State with a good opportunity to have about a three-man backfield next season. Jarrell Blazers back to action here. We see the injured player out getting his calf rolled out. Looks like maybe just a cramp or something along those lines. As Cody Wilstead gets back in the backfield, and we'll get back to action. Cody is in the shotgun. Quali Conley to his right. Three receivers out wide. Rolls to his right. Finds his man. Looks like Devin Osborne make the catch right there at the sticks. That should be good enough for another Trailblazer first down. And that was a good roll out there by Dixie State. Give Cody Wilson two options. He either will see Devin Osborne come back on the corner comeback route or he's going to look for um, Chase has to go out with, an, with a post out route towards the sideline. And it was a good read right there. Give it off to Desmond Osborne. Get a good gain on the play. It's going to be second down. And a, it looks like it's going to be first down and 10. First and 10 for the Trailblazers. Running back to his left. Trips left. This will be a handoff right up the middle. Quali Conley. Nice run there. About a four-yard gain on first down. It'll be second and six once again. Quali Conley is more of an you know east-west type runner, but if you got to get him to go running north and south, downhill, he can do it. He's not the most explosive runner when he does that, but when he can find a hole and run straight through it, he will run for days. You see here... Kenesaw State playing just a three-man line, leaving a lot of room there as they bring another linebacker up. They'll blitz now five. Cody's going to pull it down and run himself. He's going to have a lot of room down inside the 10. A first down for Dixie State. It'll be first down and goal to go. Cody Wilson's not a great runner, but he's had 47 yards on the ground this year. Two rushing touchdowns. Those are just basically quarterback sneaks into the end zone. But when Cody has to extend plays with his legs, he can get you a good five, six yards as he is just not that fast mobily, but he is long. He is very lengthy. and He's very hard to take down. He's a big, strong guy. This snap back to him. Play action. Rolls out to his right. Looks into the end zone. Just a little bit high for Devin Osborne. Well covered by the Owls. And that's kind of hard to do. Devin Osborne, six foot eight. I've stood next to him. He's probably officially more like six foot nine. And anybody that tall, it's got to be hard to overthrow him there. But he was on man to man covers inside the end zone. They're basically looking for a 50 50 ball with Devin Osborne into the corner of the end zone and just couldn't get it there. They were trying to go for the home run. I think Dixie State has got to be more in the sense, run the ball a little bit more here, try to throw it down their throats a little bit more before he pass it again. 
First and second and goal from the 10. This one's to Jalen Powell out to the left. Patiently hitting the hole, and he finds a gap. Touchdown, Dixie State. Quali Conley, I told you again, man, he is a very patient runner. He waited for that counter trade run to open up for him. He went running right through that gap. He knew between the guard and the tackle. He goes in for his third rushing touchdown of the season. Dixie State takes a 6-0 lead here over ninth-ranked FCS opponent Kate Kenesaw State here early in this one. James Baird will come out to kick the extra point and look to make this a 7-0 ball game. Lines it up from the 10 and hope to put this one through the uprights. A great start from Dixie State. A little high snap there, but the extra point is good. It'll be 7-0. Trailblazers will come back, and Kenesaw State will have the ball. This is Trailblazer football on Radio Dixie 91.3. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back into Trailblazer football. The Dixie State Trailblazers and the Kenesaw State Owls. The Trailblazers up 7-0. A great first drive there. Martin, what did we see that was so effective on that drive for Dixie State's offense? You know, Dixie State did not do anything outside of their own comfort zone. They did quick, quick, you know, wide receiver screen routes to get some, you know, good yardage. They went with their counter runs, counter tray runs with Quali Conley, open up the running lanes for him to run up and down the field. You know, they went for a couple home runs there in that drive. You know, a couple corner routes there by Devin Osborne, a 50-50 ball in the end zone that was incomplete. But at the end of the day, they went back to what they know and they know how to run this football. They have a superstar running back in Quali Conley. He is explosive. Hey, you know what? Dixie State opens up the scoring here. 7 nothing on this drive here. And, man, did they play off. They just, they just played um, tremendous on that, def- on that drive right there. Running the ball, passing the ball, a balanced attack is exactly what Dixie State needs to do to open up this game against Kenesaw State, who is ranked ninth in the country. This would be Dixie State's second, ninth rank, uh, second ranked opponent this season, and if they can beat them, that's 2-0 against ranked opponents in the FCS. That is an impressive resume for Dixie State. James Bear with the kickoff here, a low kick. It's going to reach down to the five-yard line. Kenesaw State will return it to the right, and a nice return there up to the 31 Looks like he was taken down by number 31, Mark Lopez. As Dixie State comes out on defense here, what's the message from the the coaching staff to this defense? What do they got to do right now? As we look at the referee, he was just pointing out first down. (coughs) Thought he was about to pull a flag out of his pocket. But, again, we talked about it in the pregame show. Stay stay resilient in your gaps. Do not let them attack you inside. If you let them attack you inside, you're going to have yourself a very long day. Stay within your gaps. Stay within your responsibilities. Do not let any runs from the inside attack you. Force everything to the outside of the numbers towards the out-of-bounds line. You've got to do that. Interesting here. Looks like under center is Tommy Brandt for Kenesaw State. He's going to run it out to the right and be swallowed up there. Maybe a yard on the play there. And that's what I'm talking about. Number 38 for Dixie State. That's Lattimore Hervey, the linebacker. He stayed resilient in his gaps. He knew the quarterback was going to take the option, try to run it right up the middle off the tight ends. But 
and there was nothing there for him. Herbie came down, cleaned that run up, and did not let him get onto the outside of the numbers. Interesting to see Tommy here. He's not the normal starter for Ken Esau State. He's got just two passing attempts on the season. He's going to pitch this one out to the left and cut down in the backfield by Dixie State. They're going backwards here. Like I said, listen, the Dixie, I mean, Kenesaw State, the Owls, they have opened up with their triple option game, and they know exactly what they're doing. They bounced it out to the outside, did not give it to the first man, gave it to the second man. He went to the outside of the numbers, outside of the tight end. He saw the running lanes, and he knew the safety had to come down and clean them up. Under center here, 31 for Kenesaw State. Running play to the left, big hole there out to midfield for Tommy Brandt. Tommy Bryant is, um, honestly, he's not, he, you're right, he's not the starting quarterback. It is usually Jonathan, Mur- uh, Jonathan Murphy. We're not sure whether Jonathan Murphy is injured or not or just, just a quarterback change, but so far, Tommy Bryant is running this offense exactly how you're supposed to run it. Tommy Bryant has played quite a bit in the first two games. Seems like they have a little bit of a, tool, a, a dual quarterback option here as they're going to snap the ball right from midfield. This one, he rolls to the right and pitches it out to the running back who's going to take it all the way up to the 40 looks like should be enough for a first down that was number five or number two excuse me uh a deep i don't know how to say that name adelo adela kelly adelo adela kelly we'll call him right that he's a five foot ten running back out of con connor's georgia went to heritage high school a good another great runner right there for Kenesaw State for the Owls. They bounced it out to the outside. They did not give it to the first man in the inside run. They waited for the man to come off the edge and gave it to him before they handed it to anybody else. Again, ran it right off the tight ends, but he got the yards he wanted. It was simple as that. It's interesting to see how this offense runs. Brian will pull it down here and run for a game of about nine down to the 31-yard line of Dixie State. There's a lot of of untraditional running plays. You'll see the snap, and you'll see the quarterback hold it for a second. It truly is the triple option, and he's weighing his options, looking for the play, not what you're used to seeing with a running back just getting the ball right off the gun. It's a magic trick. You're going to be fooled by it because the first man you think has the football, he doesn't have the football. you got to expect another man has the football, and that's the type of mentality you got to have in this game. It is a trickery offense you got to got to try to play, game plan for, and no one else knows that offense better than the team that practices it every day. Nisdaw State pitches the outside again here. Another about 10-yard gain down inside the 20. Be the red zone for the Owls here against the Trailblazers. Again, we're going to keep talking about I'm going to be an old wrecker on this. I, I know this type of style offense. I ran this type of style offense in high school. I was an offensive tackle and a defensive tackle, so I had to play against this every day in practice. It is a trickery option. It is a just basically try to confuse you every single down. They ran a sweep route right there to the outside, to the left run, to the left side of the ball. They were expecting Dixie State to crash inside, and if Dixie State cannot manage the inside gaps, they're going to have trouble trying to get to the outside and balance those gaps as well. This one is a fake up the middle and stacked up there for the Trailblazers in to make that play. Go ahead. Yeah, number 10, Malaki, or no, Mali to Tai. Malani Tia. Malani Tia, the six-foot safety out of this team. Livermore, California. Then number 42 also came up for Dixie State. That's Isaiah Futo, the defensive lineman. Good, strong stop right there for Dixie State. Second and 10 here for the Owls from about the 20-yard line as Bryant will pull this one down and run it down inside the 10. That'll be enough for a first down, about a 12-yard run. 
So they'll be looking to punch this one in and get this game tied. We looked at this, and we were, if we're looking at this drive carefully, they have not thrown the football one time. They know this running game is going to confuse Dixie State because they only had one week to practice this, and really it was only like three days of practice. You got to walk through, and then you got a preparation for that offense. Kenesaw State has practices every single day since spring. It's a really tough thing to defend because if you're looking at a traditional ground and pound running style offense you can just load up the box but that's not going to work against a team that goes outside so much here a roll to the left Bryant pulled it down once again get about three yards down to about the seven yard line it'll be second and goal the benefit of being down here in the red zone this is uh Kenesaw State's first time in the red zone as we look at about 4 30 left to go here on the first quarter clock that Everything's got to stay with inside. Everything's got to be, you know, nothing you're going to, you're not going to try to throw it to the outside to the numbers. There's not enough space. There's not enough room. So everything kind of collapses inside when you get to the red zone here. Dixie State can take advantage of that and try to force everything inside the box. You can see here, looks like a three tight end set for Kanisa. Nobody on the outside. The box loaded up. And right away into the backfield for Dixie State is number 42, Isaac Fosu. To take down the quarterback, no gain for Kenesaw State there. It's going to be third down and goal. This will be a big play for the Trailblazers. That's exactly what I talked about. The tight end could not clean up the outside edge rusher right there, Isaiah Puto. And when he decided to go right inside for the quarterback, he was not going to change his mind on that. Everything's got to stay inside the field. Everything's got to stay inside the box here. Kenesaw State's got to get a touchdown. Huge play under center here. Bryant for Kenesaw. He's going to hand it off running to the right and into the backfield. Number 10, Milani Tia makes the stop. And they're going to force the Owls here possibly into a field goal attempt. It's going to be fourth down and goal from about the seven-yard line. Milani Tia and Trace Tupe both right there to make the stop there. They were not going to let the outside rush sweep run right there, get to the outside of the numbers, and clean them up for a touchdown. They were going to keep that inside the box area. They were going to make sure that Kenesaw State was going to kick a field goal right here. Instead of getting a tying touchdown, they were going to make it 7-3 here. And Malia, Milani Tia and Trace Tupe did exactly what they were supposed to do. Stay within your gaps. Don't force everything so far outside the numbers that you can't collect it back in. The kicker here for Kenesaw State, Nathan Roberts just barely gets that inside the upright. Almost dinged it off the post. But it's going to be 7-3. A big stand in the red zone inside the 10 for the Trailblazers. We'll take a break here. It's Dixie State 7, Kenesaw State 3. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back to Trailblazer Football here on Radio Dixie 91.3. Brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George, Ford, Lincoln. Callan Webster, Martin Kelly with you on the call. The Trailblazers lead this one 7-3 after both teams have had the ball one time. The Trailblazers were able to drive straight down the field in an effective running game and short passes to the outside. And while Kenesaw State was able to move the ball pretty well, Dixie State stood them up inside the 10. 
great defense in the red zone for the Trailblazers. We want to continue to see that throughout the day. Yeah, you know, you look at the numbers right here right now for Dixie State. They're leading the total margin in numbers, 71 yards, but Kenesaw State only ran 65 yards on that first drive. They didn't attempt one passing play, and both teams are averaging 5.9 yards a carry. Both teams are averaging that. That is outstanding right now, and both are averaging just about the same amount of numbers as first down. Dixie State has five. Kenesaw State has four. Dixie State's just going to have to keep attacking and keep maintaining their, you know, bend but not break type defense against Kenesaw State. It is very tough to try to attack a triple option, and it just means that you got to keep attacking, keep attacking, keep attacking, and make sure that nothing gets outside of you for a yard, for a big yard run. The kickoff here sails over Jaden Powell's head into the end zone. It'll be a touchback for the Trailblazers as they'll come out on offense and look to replicate what they did in the last drive. Keep the ball moving. Keep it running on tempo. Yeah, Dixie State did a really good job about that last drive. You know, very offensive, tempo offense, you know, balance attack, you, you know, get a couple runs, get a couple passes, give Cody Wilstead some options to pass it and to run it. And, you know, the Trailblazers did that really well. They got to, you know, do that again on this drive. Get one more touchdown. You're up by 11. You have control of this game. Dixie State's got an opportunity here to maintain all their momentum in their corner, and they got to take advantage of that. Cody Wilstead will start in the shotgun with Quali Conley to his right. He'll give it to Conley. He finds a little bit of a hole to the outside, running up the middle here. Just a short gain for Quali Conley. But yeah. keep the ball moving there. It looks like about a gain of three. Already, Conley's got 38 yards for seven attempts and one touchdown in this game. His longest run was 12 yards. He is maintaining a very simple, balanced attack here today for Dixie State. He has done that all season long. He is a very good quality running back, ladies and gentlemen. Cody motions Jalen Powell to the outside and gives it right back to Conley, who's going to run to the left this time. Gets up past the 30, shakes off a tackle, and gets down to about the 33-yard line. So it'll be third down. And about two here to go. Yeah, listen, I mean, he had that stiff arm right there. Something like a Derrick Henry stiff arm right there at all. He's not going to have that, you know, he's not going to have that, you know, pressure where he's just going to throw you off, uh, you know, a tackle right there um, whatsoever. But he is strong enough that he, you know, he can throw you the, you can throw you the stiff arm. He can bounce it out to the outside and get enough yardage to where he can possibly get enough for a first down. If not, it's third down and two here for the Trailblazers. Dixie stayed in the I formation. Cody Wilstead under center. They're going to go back to Cauley Conley. He's going to push through the line and get pushed back. It looks like he's going to be just shy, maybe about a half a yard. It's going to be fourth down and about a half a yard to go. He was stopped by number one, Kerryam Taylor, the linebacker, six foot two ten out of Recon, Georgia. It might be four down to one here, but this is a situation I believe Dixie State should go for. They have the momentum here. I mean, Cody Wilson, where is those Jordan one cleats? He might want to pull some magic out of those Air Jordans to give Dixie State an opportunity here to score a touch, uh, score, get a first down here. This is a big moment here for Dixie State. Look for them to try to get uh, Kenesaw State to jump off early before they actually snap the football. The offense will stay on the field there. Hard count from Cody. Almost got someone to bite, it looked like. And now timeout called by Dixie State. Looks like they may have just been trying to do the hard count and may run out punter Johnny Burrish on here to play the field position game a little bit as the first quarter coming nearly to an end. 
Yeah, they almost got two people to jump off there. I probably would have thrown the flag enough for that one, just, you know, being a little biased here for Dixie State. But they were trying to get the hard count there. They knew they were going to try to get Kenesaw State to jump. That was the idea of it. That's what you do there in those situations when it's a fourth down in inches, fourth down in one, short enough that you have to get someone to jump off size here. Look for Dixie State to try to spread the field out, not box everybody inside into the you know in, inside the tackle boxes here try to look for them to bounce it outside here to get a quick run up the middle here try to get everybody spread out in the middle of the field you look here do you think the offense is coming back out or are we going to see the punt team i think we're going to see the punt team here i think it's good enough for dixie state to you know be a smart with the football here give it back to kenesaw state maybe dixie state's come up with some options on defense to attack this Kenesaw State defense as they threw the offense out there. I didn't expect that, and they got the first down there. I apologize about that. Dixie State's going to keep the drive alive. Simple simple quarterback run. Big play. Just push it right up the, the middle. Cody Wilstead with his long frame. If he just falls forward, he got that foot just about every time. First down for Dixie State. The clock winding down. Looks like maybe one, maybe two more plays here in the first quarter. A great quarter so far from Dixie State. Let's see if we can end it with a bang here. About 30 seconds to play. Cody Wilson has had a lot of success and a lot of, you know, experience in his career. I mean, Pineview, BYU, multiple schools. He's going to swing this one out to Jalen Powell out to the left, and he's going to be swallowed up immediately. A great tackle there from Kenesaw State. It'll be number 21, Markeith Montgomery. Markeith Montgomery got there and wrapped him up, and JP just couldn't shake him off. It'll be about a two-yard loss. And it looks like that's going to send us into the second quarter. And you know what? Malcolm Ross Turner is the receiver there trying to make the block there. He's got to be more resilient in his blocks. He cannot let, you know, Marquise get to the outside numbers and just take down Jalen Powell that easily. He's got to be more maintaining in his block there, push him downfield and give uh, Jalen Powell a chance to bounce it to the outside of the numbers. That'll end the second quarter. Dixie State upset. Up 7-3, to three, and they'll have a second and 14 from just inside the 30 when we come back. Quick break here on Radio Dixie 91.3. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. The following message is brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back to Radio Dixie 91.3. Broadcasting Dixie State football here this afternoon here on Radio Dixie 91.3. I am Martin Kelly. I'll be your play-by-play for the second quarter here alongside my great partner, Callan Webster, who's on his second game here, third game, I think, for Dixie State Athletics. You've done also some baseball games for us this season, basketball games. Callan, man, we've had a good one so far. Dixie State leads a 7-3, second and 14 here after coming out of the first quarter break. What should we expect from Dixie State from here on out? I think you got to run a little bit more of the same. It's not shooting for the home run, looking just for those easy yards to gain, the outside run, the quick outside passes. That last one we saw to Jalen Powell obviously didn't work out. But for the most part, it's been working. Both teams have run quite a few plays, and I think that works to Dixie State because they've been able to finish drives so far, and Kenesaw State hasn't. I think that's what this game is going to come down to, who finishes those drives. Both teams are moving the ball. 
So who's going to punch it in once they get to the red zone? We get a look here at both coaches. Uh, for Dixie State, it is Paul Peterson in his second season here at Dixie State. 8-3 last year, 1-2 so far this year. We also get a look at Kenesaw State's coach here, Brian Bohannon, who's been in, in, in this system here six seasons, 50-50, and 15. He's got his team ranked ninth in the country in the FCS polls right now. They are 2-0 on the season. Dixie State walks into this one 1-2. One and two. And Dixie State's offense is going backwards after a full start here. Be second down and 19. Willstead here in the shotgun. Motions quality Conley from left to right. Willstead looks that way. Now throws it over to Jalen Powell for a wide receiver screen. He'll try to go up the middle of the field here outside the numbers. And look like he got a gain of about three yards there. It'll be third down and long here. Look for Dixie State to probably just throw another wide receiver screen. Get some more field percentage here. Field at field numbers here. And look for them to probably punt the ball. A little bit of a disappointing start there. They had been moving the ball, especially on that first drive. Hopefully, you make something happen. But you don't want to let the momentum swing back towards Kenesaw State. They're too good of a team to open the window for. Dixie State will have three receivers. Can he, excuse me, Cody Wilson will have three receivers to his right, one to his left. Wilson takes a snap. He looks right. Now he looks center field. Now we'll throw it to the right number. And it's just out of the reach there. It was looking for Chase Hess or Devin Osborne. Could not connect with either one of them. They had enough yardage for the first down. It'll be fourth down and 15 here for the Trailblazers. They'll punt the ball for the first time. Not sure if someone ran the wrong route there or what, but it kind of looked like he was thrown into no man's land. Not sure if Chase was supposed to break up or Devin to the right, but either way, it fell harmlessly to the turf. Johnny Borshin, the punter here for Dixie State, 5'10", junior out of Las Vegas, Nevada, went to Bonazin High School, and they went went to Pasadena Community College before coming to Dixie State. He fumbles the football. It's going to be picked up by Kenesaw State, and it's going to be running for a touchdown. Johnny Borson fumbled the snap, and Kenesaw State gets an easy touchdown recovery, and they take the lead here 9-7 over Dixie State. Well, I was saying you don't want to let the momentum switch back to Kenesaw State with a punt, but how about that? That's That's definitely not what you want to see. Kenesaw State going to jump back on top here, pending the extra point, can go up 10-7. to Johnny Borson, that's his first fumble of the season as a punter. He's been very consistent in the punting game this season, and that's number 27 for uh, Kenesaw State. That's Jack Plummer, the running back, the backup running back that just cleaned up the ball there and took it all the way into the end zone there. Kenesaw State down by four here to Dixie State here to begin the second quarter, 7-3. Now Kenesaw State takes the lead 9-7 with 14 minutes left to go here in the second quarter. The snap was, I mean, a little bit high, but certainly something that should have been handled there. It just squirted off his hands. As they gather the plank there, not sure what it means. It looks like plank from Ed, Ed, and Eddie, one of my favorite cartoons, as the kick is up and is good. And Kenesaw State will take a 10-7 lead here as we'll take a two-minute timeout. We'll take a minute and a half time out here on Radio Dixie 7.3. Be right back with more action here between Dixie State and, and Kenesaw State. Kenesaw State leads at 10-7. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back to Radio Dixie 91.3 here. Kenesaw Kenesaw State, Dixie State in football action here. Kenesaw State, you may be wondering, where's that school at? It's out of Georgia, 
in in Georgia, the state of Georgia, which is not specifically, I believe, Kennesaw is the city that is in right now. Kennesaw, Georgia. Kennesaw State takes a 10-7 lead as Johnny Borson fumbled the punt snap and gave it right back on a fumble recovery there by Dixie State. Jack Plummer with a recovery for Kennesaw State as the kickoff is away there. David Fisher himself will recover that one. He'll try to cut it up the middle of the field. Has a lane to the outside of the numbers and it will be down at about the 39-yard line. Good field position here for Dixie State as they'll start their second drive here of the second quarter. There's a flag down on the field and this looks like it's coming back. That'll explain the big hole he had there. It's like a hold on Dixie State. Going to back it up here. And it'll be back at the spot of the foul. That looks like it'll be in about the about in the red zone area for um, Dixie State. It'll be in about the 20-yard line. Not a good field position there at all to flip it right there. Go from the 40-yard line back to on the outside of the 20s. So again, it was number 27. Uh, apologies about that. I, uh, it's two players. It could be two players. It'll be Caden Lloyden or Jake Plummer. I'm going to go with Cade Lloyden. The DB, the six foot one seventy five fresh, uh, seventy five freshman out of St. Mary's, Georgia. It's the ball will be inside the fifteen yard line here. Cody Wilson has got two receivers to his left, one to his right. Wilson takes a snap, fakes a handoff to Quali Conley. He throws it in the middle of the field there for Chase Hess, but it's broken up late there towards the end of the play. Number forty two for Kennesaw State got a hand in there, broke it up as there's a flag on the play, and this might be pass interference against Kennesaw State, and this might be a first down and ten and a benefit for Dixie State. It was Bryson Armstrong there on the defense. Looked like a good defense to me, but they're going to call him for P.I. Spot of the foul, automatic first down for Dixie State. So they get a break there. Dixie State does after they had a hold on the kickoff return that brought the ball back from the 20 inside, from the 40 back inside the 20. But they're going to throw a flag on that last play there and give Dixie State 15 more yards, and that's going to take them outside of the numbers there on the 30-yard line. Dixie State will start their next drive, first down and 10. Wilstead motions Nick Floyd from left to right, and there's going to be another flag, and they're, call, they're going to call a false start against Dixie State, and the ball will right back to the 25-yard line. Dixie State cannot get the field position right. They go from the 40 to the 15 to the 30 to the 25. Dixie State just needs one place to start the drive, and, and they can get going here. Well, we talked from off the start here that Dixie State needs to play a, de- a disciplined game here. Already a couple false starts. Already a fumbled snap re- resulting straight into a touchdown. Discipline's what it's going to take. Against a team this good and a team this disciplined in Kennesaw State, this is not really going to work. So we'll stay we'll keep it on the quarterback option here. He'll get to about the 30 and 30, 31 yard line there. It'll be about second down and nine here for the Trailblazers here as they start their second drive here of the quarter. 13.40 left to go here on the second quarter clock. Kennesaw State leads at 10-7 here. Kennesaw State walking in, ranked 9 in the FCS polls. Dixie State 1-2. and Kennesaw State 2-0. and We'll say no matter what happens here today, looking at the two logos, Dixie State has a much cooler logo than Kennesaw State. Willstead will throw it to the outside numbers. There will be broken up. There was trying to connect with Jalen Powell. It was broken up by number 20 of Kennesaw State as he's talking trash towards the Dixie State sideline. The corner, Mason there. A nice play. He had his hands on it. Was looking for the pick there. A little frustrated with himself. That ball, if it's thrown on time, Jalen Powell had a couple steps, but it was thrown behind him, allowing the DB to get back into the play. Not a great throw from Willstead on the second down there. Third down and nine here coming up for the Trailblazers. Willstead has three receivers to his left, one to his right. Devin Osborne on the bottom. Willstead fakes the handoff. 
will throw it up into the sky. It is connected with Devin Osborne. He gets the first down. A flag is thrown onto the field, and maybe this is coming back. He was wide, wide open on that play. You wonder if it might have been an offensive pass interference that let him get that far open, and that's what it's going to be, offensive pass interference on Devin Osborne. It's going to be third down and now long for the Trailblazers. It'll be basically third down and about 30 as they'll back it up 15 yards here, and they'll just... Dixie State will just get again. We'll get good field position here to try to kick the punt. Maybe John, Johnny Borshin can hang on to it this time here. Um, but uh, Devin Osborne had that first down and had more yards. It'll be third down and 24. The Trailblazers really got away from what worked on their first drive. Their first drive, there are a lot of runs with Quali Conley running to the outside, short passes. And on this this drive and the last drive, they've, they've looked to th- push it downfield, which hasn't really worked you wonder why did they step away with what was working not sure why but nonetheless here is ball be thrown up and it was almost intercepted it was batted down as cody willstead just tried to throw it to a wide receiver screen to his left and it'll be incomplete there and dixie states is gonna have the punt here fourth down and 24 let's see if johnny borson can hang on to the punt this time as cody willstead coming on the field a little frustrated on that last drive not sure why Dixie State went away from the running game. You're not wrong about that, Callan. They had a successful, you know, system with that, their first drive. And, you know, they kind of went away from that the last couple drives here. Johnny Borson will hang on to the punt. Looks like he almost got hit with that, but it'll be fair caught at about the 45-yard line inside Dixie State's territory. That's what Kenesaw State will start with their next drive. Going to be a very, very short punt there. Not what you like to see, but when we come back, Kenesaw State with the ball. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back to Radio Dixie 7.3. Here's Kenesaw State. We'll start with their next drive here. Try to run it up the middle with their triple option offense as that was number one for Kenesaw State. Kyle Glover, the running back, one of their top running backs on this triple option offense here is, is still Tommy Bryant as quarterback here for Kenesaw State. We expected Jonathan uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Murray to be the starting quarterback. Did not and has not come into the game here at all for Kenesaw State. They'll start with the ball just past the 45-yard line in Dixie State's territory. Kenesaw, excuse me, Kenesaw State leads to 10-7. Kenesaw State with the, the luck here of having the lead, even though their offense hasn't really done a ton. One good drive down, got the field goal. Kenesaw State's going to throw it, and Tommy Bryant is going to keep it himself. Kenesaw State not known for passing the ball that many times. So he'll get, he'll scramble outside the pocket. Look like maybe got a gain of about five yards, maybe. It'll be about 11.45 left to go here on the second quarter clock. Kenesaw State leads at 10-7. The scoring here, Kenesaw State had a drive that lasted for about six minutes, and they were only able to get a field goal. Dixie State had the first drive of the game. were able to score on that drive within about four minutes, and then Kenesaw State got a score from Johnny Borson, who fumbled the snap here. So they're going to try to run it to the outside here, and, and excuse me, Andre Yarborough, Came up with a tackle there. No flag on the play. They were looking for a horse collar call there, but it looks like it'll be fourth down here for Kenesaw State, and they might punt it back over to Dixie State. 
A great play by Yarborough there, getting right back, and the big man chasing him down. Really impressive play. Got him from behind. You can see why they might have wanted the horse tackle, but I, I think he just grabbed his jersey. He's still talking to the ref saying, hey, he grabbed my horse collar. That's got to be an illegal. And, yeah, he was just grabbing onto the jersey. That's not a horse collar. That's just a jersey. It looks like it'll be first down and 10. He just did get to the sticks there. He saw Stable again run out of this triple option here. They have two running backs outside the tackle numbers and then one running back right behind the quarterback. So handing out to the man up the middle of the field, and that's their top running back, Kyle Glover, who got a gain of about eight on that one. He's second down here coming up for the Owls. He just carried the, the Dixie State defense there. He got hit right away but kept the legs driving, and he's a big, big boy. 10-20 left to go here on the second quarter clock. Second down and four here for the Owls. Looks like a motion there from one spot from the left side outside the tackle numbers back to the running back, but then back to the same position. Brian under center. Getting out of the triple option. Brian motions one man, hands it off to Glover. He'll run it right out the middle of the field. He will not be touched. He looks like he'll try to go into the end zone here. Will he be stopped before the end zone? He fumbled it in the end zone. And they're going to call it a touchdown. That's right there. Kenesaw State takes a 16-7 lead here, and they'll try to add to it a 10-point lead here. Kyle Glover with about a 35-yard run to the end zone. Dixie State just could not stop him before he got into the end zone, but he might have been down as they might take a look at it. Looked to me like he probably got in before that ball came out. I'm thinking this one's going to stand even if they go to the monitor. Kyle Glover with his, it looks like that'll be his second rushing touchdown of the day here as they will look at all of the runs here and they look at all the touchdowns. They're taking a look at it right now. Might be an opportunity to pull this one back. Maybe look at a replay. Stands at 16-7. If you look at that whole drive from Dixie State, Kenesaw really pounded up the middle, but with the threat of the outside run, they're getting this, this Dixie State defense really spread out, and there's not a lot of help up the middle. It's just one-on-one blocking, and Dixie State hasn't been able to break off those blocks, and it's left big holes right up the gaps for the Kenesaw State running backs and for the quarterbacks, leading to big gains on pretty much every play. And they got down the field really quickly there. The short field definitely helped, as they're going to continue to review this one. Looks to me like he extends that ball out before his knee comes down, but they are taking an extended look. To see if maybe he was down, maybe that ball came out. Not super sure. If the ball did come out, Dixie State did jump on it. As it's just under 10 minutes left to go here in the second quarter, as we get a look at some of the coaching staff yelling at the defensive players saying, hey, got to play better, play better, play better. And they're all shaking their heads saying, yeah, we we know that. But we we only had a week to practice this offense, man. I mean, well, we can only do so much. But nonetheless, it's 67 as it is right now. Under 10 minutes left to go here. So we get a look at some of the Kenesaw State fans who are in attendance. And, you know, it's the same thing for Dixie State. You'd be surprised at some of these local small schools and how big of the fan base they have, even for schools that are not like Alabama or Georgia or Notre Dame or Clemson. They have, you know, a good small fan base here at Kenesaw State and for Dixie State is it looks like they'll take the points off the board here, I think. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be first and goal to go from the one for the Owls. As it's still 10-7. As 
Nissan State will bring their offense back. It looks like it is a full triple option formation here. The box is loaded up. And Bryant will just sneak right into the end zone here. He'll get those points right back on the board. Tommy Bryant with his, looks like his first touchdown of the, excuse me, his third rushing touchdown, fourth rushing touchdown of the season here. 16-7, Kenesaw State leads over Dixie State. You look here, Dixie State on this next drive is going to have to, have to go down and get points. A team as good as Kenesaw State, if this next drive fizzles out, you're looking at a situation where Kenesaw State can go up real, real big. Kick is up in the air, and it is good, as it'll be 17-7. We'll take the minute timeout here on Radio Dixie 91.3. 17-7 is the lead here for Kenesaw State over Dixie State here on Radio Dixie 91.3. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics. here in the second quarter. They got to find some way to get a touchdown here to cut this lead down to three. No, and it's really been special teams here. Johnny Borshan, you know, fumbles one punt and then kicks one short one to set up a short field. The offense and defense, and here's more special teams gaff right there. As Jalen Powell about fumbled the kickoff return and it landed in the end zone. And no, the Owls are asking, like, hey, didn't he touch it? Isn't that a touchdown? And the referees are like, no, he didn't touch it. That's not a touchdown. Just bring your defense out onto the field and let's go. I was worried there. I thought he had muffed it, but I guess they're going to say, we'll see the replay here. Well, it was close. That was very close. They're going to say he didn't touch it, went to the end zone, just a touchback. So crisis averted there. That would have really been... Been a nail in this second half coffin. Cody Wilson will start with two receivers to his right and one to his left. Quali Conley in the backfield. They'll hand it off to Conley. Conley will try to bounce it to the outside of the left side here, and he'll get a gain of about six, maybe five. And it looks like it'll be about second down and five here for the Trailblazers. A nice rush. I want Dixie State to stick with that. Kenesaw State really hasn't had an answer to to those outside runs from from Conley and those little short passes. It's when they've tried to go over the middle that the Kenesaw State secondary has really cinched down. Keep on doing what's working. That's what worked on the first drive. Let's get right back to it. 9.20 left to go here on the second quarter clock. Dixie State trails Kenesaw State 17-7. Wilstead fakes the band off. Roll, will roll to his right. Throws it across the middle of the field, and it is incomplete. There will be a flag on the field, and this might be another pass, uh, pass interference call. This will be on number 25, Kadarius Saltwater. Excuse me, Cedar, uh, Kadarius Cedarwhite. Looks like just a holding call, potentially. A couple flags came flying in. The Kenesaw State defenders claiming that it was tipped, but it doesn't matter for holding. That's only going to work if it's pass interference. It's going to be a holding call there from the secondary from Kenesaw State. Big break for Dixie State. Automatic first down. Again, is Kadarius Sat... Apologies. Kadarius Satterwhite, DB, 195 senior, Newman, Georgia. That was a dangerous play there. It went off Jalen Powell's hands and popped up in the air. He almost had to just bat it back down. It was real close to being an interception, but with the penalty, it wouldn't have mattered either way. Cody Wilson will start with two receivers to his right and to his left. Quali Conley in the backfield. 
Passes it. Throws it to Conley. Conley tries to bounce it to the outside numbers, and he looks like he'll get to about the 48-yard line, 49-yard line. This will be his second down and one here. Dixie State starts with back-to-back passes on this drive. Nice play there. A little dangerous. Ball was in the air for quite a long time, but made it work, and Conley's really been the star of the day today so far for Dixie State. Second down and one coming up here for the Trailblazers. Just under nine minutes left to go here in the second quarter clock. Kenesaw State leads to 17-7. Wilstead, two receivers to his right and one to his left. He hands the ball off to Conley. Conley waits for the holes to open up. He'll get the first down and a couple more yards. It looks like he'll be on the other side of the 50, the 48-yard line of Kenesaw State's field. Dixie State moving the ball nice here into Al's territory. You got to move down and punch it in. Down 10 points at this point. Field goals aren't going to work. Field goals were never really going to work against Kenesaw State. So keep the ball moving. We're inside of the opponent's territory. Another 49 yards to go and hit pay dirt for the Trailblazers. First down and 10. Willstead will have two receivers to his right and one to his left. He motions Jalen Powell over from right to left. Hands the ball out to Quali Conley, who breaks up the middle of the field and looks like he got a gain of about five yards there. This will be second down and five. Conley about 70 all-purpose yards already on the day. We'll look to see if he can continue that. If he can continue that, Dixie State can stay in this game. It's all about continuing to score. This Kenesaw State's going to be methodical. They're going to move. But if you can hang with them, maybe late, the Trailblazers have a little bit more uh, offensive firepower to, to be able to put up points quickly if we look at a shootout and a two-minute drill type of situation. Wilson takes a snap, hands the ball off to Conley, who waits for the holes to open up. He'll bounce it to the outside there. He'll stay on his feet. He'll be dragged out of bounds there. And no flag thrown late as Conley was thrown out of bounds. By number 49 of Kenesaw State, that is Chance Bylas, who just threw Kine- who threw Quali out of bounds there. Just no flag as, uh, yeah, that might be a flag there. But none was thrown, but it'll still be a first down and 10 here for uh, Dixie State as um, Quali Conley has not had 100 rushing yards at all this season. He's gotten close. He had 96 yards one game, and I believe that was against New Mexico State. Just cannot crack the century mark. He's close to that as he almost has 100 yards through the first half. A really nice run. Had everything there. He was patient. Broke some tackles. As here he's going to push behind the line. Keep those legs churning. As he'll get a gain of about, looks like, four on that one. It'll be second down and six here as Dixie State gets closer to the red zone mark here in Kenesaw State's territory. You talk about hitting that century mark. He's already at 75 rushing yards after that play. Uh, should should easily get there today, hopefully. It should be more, but we're not the stat pack guys. We're just the play-by-play callers. Swilstead will have a triple bunch set to his left. He'll look towards the left side of the ball. Now he'll look towards the middle of the field. Throws it for Jalen Powell in the end zone there. It's just out of reach for David Fisher, the freshman receiver, just maybe in a... A, t- a fingertip out of his reach for his third touchdown of his career here for Dixie State. Dixie State's going to have to go back to the drawing board and come up with something on third down and seven. It's another one of those throws I'm not super happy about. He was well covered. Three defenders in the area, and you were trying to drop it, I guess, in between the two safeties there. A, a dangerous spot to put it. I think if that one's on target, you're, you're almost looking at the defense getting to that one. The The home run passing game hasn't worked so far, but... Dixie State can complete one of them. Could be a big momentum shift. Second, third down and seven. Willstead throws a little bubble screen over to Quali Conley. He was met immediately at that one. Jalen Powell, excuse me, that was the recipient of that one. And Dixie State just going to have to punt the ball here. I'm not sure if James Bear has a long enough leg for this one. It should be about a 50-plus yarder. 
And Paolo was met immediately there by number 24, and that was Jeremiah Compton. Even if he's able to, to get his hands on that ball and, and keep it, throw his little in front of him, so didn't have too much of a chance. Uh, I don't think that's a situation where he was going to get anything out of it. Does look like James Barry is going to come out here and attempt this kick from about 35. It's going to be about a 45-yard field goal attempt for James Baird. James Baird did make a 48-yarder in the game against Tarleton State. This one is up and it is good. no good as LB short. Short and off to the right side. So a wasted possession here for Dixie State. Not able to put points back on the board. We'll take the one-minute timeout here on Radio Dixie on point three. We'll come right back. Kenesaw State will start with the ball here. Up 17-7 over Dixie State. 6-17 left to go here in the second quarter here on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back to Radio Dixie 91.3 here. Second quarter action between Dixie State football and Kenesaw State football as Dixie State is down in Kenesaw, Georgia for this one here between the Owls and the Trailblazers here on Radio Dixie 91.3. Kenesaw State leads us 17-7. Dixie State had an opportunity to put points on the board. They missed their opportunity there. James Baird missed a 45-yard field goal. Just came up just a bit short. On that one, he did make a 48-yarder against Tarleton State, but nonetheless, a missed field goal gives Kenesaw State the ball just at about midfield here as they have plenty of the opportunity and the momentum in their corner. I am Mark Kelly, your play-by-play. Also, Callum Webster would be on the broadcast here. Callum running out of breath here, so I'm going to cut it right over to you. Right now, Dixie State has to think they got to get some points quick, otherwise this might be a blowout. You certainly have to get the stop here. Uh, Kenesaw State will start from the 28-yard line, it looks like. Um, if you allow another touchdown here, it gets up to a you know a 24-17 game. You're probably looking at a deficit you're not coming back from. Kenesaw State will throw it, and it'll be complete, and it looks like it'll be down at about the 48-yard line on Dixie State's side of the field here. That's number 83 for Dix, uh, for Kenesaw State, and that's Will Hagler. Will Hagler, excuse me, the 6'1 receiver out of T- Tallahassee, Florida. And that's what can happen, unfortunately, when you are the triple option. The other team's not looking for the pass, and when it happens, if you're not ready, you see big 25, 30-yard gains like that all the time. Kenesaw State again running out of their triple option. It looks like number 29 for Kenesaw State. That is Preston Daniels, the running back, 5'11", 250 freshman out of Sanderville, Georgia, with the run up the middle. Yeah, Dixie State's defense doesn't have any any answers right now. They're really getting out-physical, outmanned. Um, a smaller Dixie State defense versus some of those big D1 boys down in the south. They're getting moved around. Again, Kenesaw State will run the ball straight up the middle here, and Dixie State looks like they got a good stop there. It'll be third down and one here, and Dixie State with an opportunity defense to get off the field here as they got a good stop there. Going to need it here. You know, got to load it up. On third and one, it's really hard to stop an option defense like this, but you have to hope they, they maybe go to some pitch, something in the backfield where you, you get there quickly and swallow it up. Um, Hopefully not just something right up the middle that gets that one yard. But if Dixie State can get a stop here, they still have some life. 
Third down and one, 440 left to go, and the ball was fumbled on the snap, and Dixie State will get a break here. This will be fourth down. We'll see whether Kenesaw State brings their will keep their offense on the field, and it looks like they might. Yeah, you're kind of the no-man's land situation here for them. Not a lot to gain from punting. Way too far for the field goal. On a fourth and one, I'd expect them to go for it. They're kind of out there trying to get the play in. Running a little bit slow, but it looks like the offense will stay on the field. Triple option here for Kenesaw State against this five-man front of Dixie State. They'll keep it. They'll pitch it to the outside, and they'll get the yardage there and more. He'll split it up the middle of the field. He'll keep his feet moving, and that's number 12 for Kenesaw State, and that is Isaiah Foster, the 5'10 running back. He'll get the first down and more here for the Owls offense. Well, they went to that pitch in the backfield, which really gives you the opportunity if you can get there to get the stop, but if you don't get there, that's what you see happens. He cuts it back towards the middle of the field after getting a nice break. 20-yard run down to the red zone for the Owls and really starting to get into danger zone here for for the Trailblazers. 3.30 left to go here on the second quarter clock. Kenesaw State leads to 17-7. Kenesaw State will go back to their triple option set here, hands the ball off, and it will be met up in the middle of the field. No run there whatsoever, and it looked like number one again. That's Kyle Glover, their running back. Looks like number 94 on Dixie State's defense got the stop there, and that's Micah Buki, the 6'3 freshman out of Lane, Utah. He's the biggest guy in the defensive line there, and he was able to just squirt free and bring him down for no gain. Um, you definitely hope for a stop here. You, you, 20 to 7 is a lot more manageable than 24 to 7, um, but really you could use a big play here, maybe some sort of turnover. As they'll pitch it again there, and it looks like that was uh, number four. It looks like, excuse me, number nine for Kenesaw State. That's Shaquille, Shaquille Terry, 5'9", senior running back out of Bessier, Alabama. It's tough, tough break there for the Trailblazers. They had uh, the quarterback Bryant wrapped up in the backfield. He was just able to get that pitch off. A little bit of a dangerous play, but he completed it for that four-yard gain. It's going to be third down here. For Kenesaw State. They'll hand the ball off there, and he'll be met up in the backfield. Look, look like he'll be fourth down here as number 96, Tariq, uh, Tariq Wright, the 6'3 senior out of Pittsburgh, California, was there on the stop there as Kenesaw State will keep their offense out there. They're not going to kick the field goals. Only fourth down and four. We've already seen them on a fourth down and one get the numbers, and it looks like they're going to pull their offense off the field. They might want to talk about this one as they'll take a timeout here. 154 left to go here on the second quarter clock. Kenesaw State leads to 17-7 over Dixie State. And if you're Kenesaw State, it's it's got to be a simple idea of just, hey, we got to run it, but what running what running play do you want to run? Well, I mean, fourth and four here, if you're going to run it, I would say an outside run, but I would think the decision here is to kick the field goal. There's, there's a big difference between being up 10 and being up 13. And with a Dixie State offense that isn't moving too well, um, the, the wider that gap, I think you start to put the game away. We'll see what they decide to do here. Um, I imagine they come out and kick it, but to come out on offense, uh, I think that opens the door for Dixie State. Hopefully get a big stop and uh, maybe come down the field. Because if you get a touchdown here before halftime, you go into the half then, dish just down three if you can get the stop and get the score, and then you're really right back in the game and uh, all the frustrations are erased a little bit. 
Tommy Bryant will bring his offense out on the field. Kenesaw State this year is six of nine on fourth downs. Today they are one of two so far today in this one. It'll be fourth down and four. Again, they'll come out with a triple option offense. Bryant has two, one receiver to his right and one to his left. Now be, has two running backs in the backfield. Got to be careful here. Don't jump off sides. That would be a disaster. Another one in the backfield. It looks like they're trying to get Dixie State to jump off sides. They'll have their three running backs in the backfield, and they could not get Dixie State to jump whatsoever, and Kenesaw State might bring out their field goal unit. Yeah, I imagine here they just brought the offense out there. You had all your timeouts left, just two minutes to go, nothing, nothing really to use them for, so go out there. Try to get Dixie State to jump off sides. Unsuccessful. Now go take your three points. Um if you get your three points there and it's it's 20 and Dixie State scores, you can still go into the, in the, into the halftime with a, with a full touchdown lead. Again, I, a little high school experience with the triple option. We ran a different style of triple option. We didn't have, you know, the Army style or the Georgia Tech style here that Kenesaw State has adopted and, and transformed into their offense. We had a different style. We had a triple V option um, in high school that we ran here at Mount Carmel High School in Chicago, Illinois. But nonetheless, practicing against a triple option is very difficult because there's three people that can have the football, and you just don't know who has the football until it's too late. And, you know, as, as we see Kenesaw State bring out the kicking unit here, try to go up 13. But nonetheless, trying to practice against it for just a week is hard enough. I mean, if you had a whole offseason to practice against it, that is one thing. But if just practicing it for basically a week is, is hard enough for Kenesaw for Dixie State. Kenesaw State will kick it up, and it's just good enough as it's hung back inside the uprights there. Look for a second. It'll be outside the uprights, but it'll be 20-7. to Kenesaw State on top of Dixie State. 151 left to go here in the second quarter before halftime. Coming up here, we'll have the Radio Dixie 9.3 halftime show being brought to you by Kengar St. George Port Lincoln. We'll take the one-minute timeout here on Radio Dixie 9.3. Be right back more with Dixie State football here on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back to Radio Dixie 91.3. Short break right there. We expected them to take a one-minute timeout. They did not. Nonetheless, Dixie State is trailing Kenesaw State here in Kenesaw, Georgia. 20-7, 151 left to go on the second quarter clock. Kenesaw State ranked ninth in the FCS country polls. Dixie State walks into this one 1-2 one on the year. Kenesaw State walks in 2-0 on their short spring schedule, of course, due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But nonetheless, Kenesaw State up 20-7. Kenesaw State running all over the place on top of Dixie State. And Callen, it has not been easy whatsoever for this Dixie State defense. No, it's something they're not used to seeing. It's tough to figure out how to defend the run without loading the box a nice return here for Dixie State. They're going to get decent starting field position up to about the 30. But the Kenesaw State's done a really good job mixing, uh, kicking it outside, keeping it up the middle, and it's kept Dixie State off balance. And it just looks like they're a step behind. They don't know where that ball is going, which is the whole design of the triple option wishbone offense. Dixie State will start with the ball at the 30-yard line after David Fisher got out about the five-yard line, returning back through the middle of the field and was able to get it to about the 30. It'll be 141 left to go in the second quarter clock. Dixie State has one timeout left to their advantage. Here is Wilson will have three receivers to his left, one to his right. Motions Conley from left to right, looks that way, throws it over to Devin Osborne, who's out there on his own. He'll get it to about the 36-yard line here as the clock will continue to run. 130 left to go as Dixie State will go to a no-huddle. 
Got to run the hurry up here. Push the ball downfield if you're going to have a chance to score. I mean, even if you can get three, it would be really big to get some momentum going into halftime. So again, they'll throw it over to Devin Osborne. He looked like he got the first down, maybe. Third down and one, they'll say. It'll be 113 left to go. Devin Osborne's a little shaking on that play. Back-to-back slant routes there by Devin Osborne to get Dixie State a total of nine yards. Lostad, three receivers to his left, one to his right. Lostad looks to his left, throws it in the middle of the field there. It'll be caught by Chase Hess. He looks like he'll be down at the 49-yard line, close to the 50 as they'll stop the clock there with 55 seconds left to go. Under a minute left to go here. First down and 10 for the Trailblazers. Got to keep running quick. 55 seconds on the clock is plenty of time to push it downfield. Only have the one timeout, but every time you do get that first down in college, the clock stops for a minute to move the chains, which is a really big help when you're running this two-minute offense. But it looks like right now a little bit of confusion. That's not going to help the clock situation. Clock will continue to run here as soon as the chains are set. The clock runs. Willstead has two receivers to his right and left. Willstead will try to roll out of the pocket. We'll throw it down the sideline there. Got it to Jalen Powell, who got a first down and more. And it looks like he was down at about the 19-yard line on the sidelines there. It'll be first down and 10 here for the Trailblazers with 33 seconds left to go on the second quarter clock. A huge play there. Cody Wilson was pressured pretty good. Bought himself enough time for that play to develop. And Jalen Powell, a quick guy, was able to break off his corner and bring this one down inside the 20. Now already in field goal range, 30 seconds to play. Hoping to punch this one in. This would be a big place for Dixie State. It's Dixie State will throw it. And David Fisher on the recipient of that. He gets his third career touchdown as a Dixie State Trailblazer. He cuts the lead down from 20-7 to to 20-13. to And there's a flag in the backfield. And this one would be coming back as there's a legal man downfield for Dixie State. It's a five-yard penalty. And it'll be first down again. It's 21 seconds left to go on the clock. That negates the touchdown. Take it off the board. Sorry, David Fisher. And that one really hurts. An eligible man downfield, not even something that really probably helped out in the play. You hate those penalties that, I mean, you hate every penalty, but you really hate the penalties that are called that really had nothing to do with the play. Um, A really frustrating thing there, but... Get your composure, get back at it, and punch it right back in. That touchdown would have been huge. If we can get another one, it's just as big. Willstead has three receivers to his right, one to his left. Willstead again looking to the middle of the field, looks toward the corner of the end zone there, looks for Jalen Powell. It'll be incomplete as Jalen Powell was looking for a pass interference call on that one, maybe. As it'll be 14 seconds left to go on the second quarter clock here as we get closer to halftime. 20 to 7 is the lead here for Kennesaw State. It'll be second down and 15 for the Trailblazers. 14 seconds, second down and 15. You probably got two more shots here. Um, maybe put one over the middle, get it closer. You still have that one timeout, and then take a shot to the end zone. You're probably looking at a situation where you got to kick the field goal. A touchdown count off the board there for David Fisher really does hurt because that would have cut the lead down to six going into the halftime break. But nonetheless, 60 State's got to come back with a different game plan. Lostead looking to his left, scrambles outside the pocket there, will be taken down, and I imagine Dixie State's going to take the time out here and probably just kick the field goal, but not good field goal field at all as it was stopped by number 94. That's Carrick Reese, the defensive lineman, 6'2", 220 freshman. Seven seconds to go here. I mean, that's really the only thing you couldn't have happen was that sack. Uh, you're sitting at third down here, seven seconds Maybe you can take one shot to the end zone. Uh, dangerous, though, because then you're you're risking the shot of getting any points. Um, if I'm Paul Peterson here, uh, I'm I'm going to take the shot at it. Uh, looks like looks like Baird may be coming out on the field to kick that kick that field goal. 
We get a look at some of the homecoming queens and kings as it is homecoming week here for Kenesaw State. Seven seconds left to go here. It'll be a very long field goal, and Dixie State has basically no option but just to kick the field goal here on third down and 30. Certainly no gimme. This one's going to be a 51-yard attempt. Man, I I don't know. At 51 yards, I might have taken that seven seconds to try to take a shot at the end zone. This is a tough kick for to ask James to and make. it's not even close as it was blocked there, and Dixie State once again comes up empty-handed on that drive, and just not a good way to end the second quarter here for Dixie State whatsoever. So they'll go to the breakdown. 20-7, to Kenesaw State will start with the second half kickoff here against against Kenesaw State and Dixie State. We'll take three-minute time out here on Radio Dixie 1.3. When we return, we'll have the Radio Dixie 1.3 halftime show being brought to you by Kangar St. George Ford Lincoln here on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Ooh, welcome back to Radio Dixie 91.3. Broadcasting live here for the Radio Dixie 91.3. Halftime show being brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln, and... Sad to say, Trailblazers fans is not in Dixie State's favor whatsoever. Dixie State is falling behind 20-7 to here early in this one to Kenesaw State. You may be wondering to yourself, who is Kenesaw State and where are they from? They're from Kenesaw, Georgia. That's within the western southern part of Georgia, not too far from Atlanta, Georgia, if you consider a two-hour drive from Atlanta, Georgia, not too far. Nonetheless, Kenesaw State on top of Dixie State, 20 to 7 as we reach the halftime break here. Dixie State has left a lot of points off the board here. Opportunities for them to score on that drive. They could not do it, and they are now trailing Kenesaw State 20 to 7 as I repeat the score over and over again. But nonetheless, Dixie State is trailing Kenesaw State as I welcome in my broadcast partner, Callan Webster. Callan, just not the not second quarter. I mean, the second quarter for Dixie State was not what they wanted. The first quarter was successful in Dixie State's opportunities. They were scoring. They were doing exactly what they had to do, a bend but not break type defense. It was working, and then the second quarter came, and all everything just went down the drain, and Dixie State now trails 20-7. Well, yeah, I mean, you look at the way Kenesaw State has scored a couple field goals where – you got to commend the defense and the two field goals of standing strong when they had to. But then you look at the two touchdowns, and I really can't get that mad at, at the, the defense for the Trailblazers. One touchdown came on a botched uh, a botched snap for for the, the special teams where Johnny Borshan just dropped it and the ball went into the end zone and it was picked up by Kenesaw State. And then the other one was a 40-yard drive when uh, the punt was nearly blocked and then Johnny just couldn't get it off it was a low low kick didn't get very far and they thought got to start the ball on the 40 not even on a big return just on a fair catch so really it's been mistakes on special teams that have cost Dixie State quite a few points and then a couple missed kicks they were tough kicks for sure not ones you expect uh to be made every time but especially that last drive really tough call uh, an illegal man downfield on what would have been a touchdown to to cut this lead into the half. And then Cody Wilson took a sack that you really cannot take, costing Dixie State really a chance to get points. They tried a 51-yard field goal, but it's a lot to ask out of James Baird. So it's been mistakes. It's been special teams. 
It's been bad decision-making. I mean, if you look at just the play, Dixie State hasn't really played that much worse than Kenesaw State. Certainly not six, 13 points worse. But Kenesaw State hasn't made the mistakes, and Dixie State had just a mistake-written second quarter where they did a lot of things that you're not going to be able to do and win at this level. Yeah, no, it also hurts in the fact that Dixie State has five penalties for 40 yards in this game. They had an ineligible man downfield to take a touchdown off the board before halftime. It would have cut the lead down to about six going to halftime. Instead, Kenesaw State is up by 13. You also look at the total numbers here in the passing game and the rushing game. Dixie State has a total of 150 yards total through the first half here, 83 through the air, 57, excuse me, 67 on the ground. Wow, Kenesaw State 147 yards on the run and 23 yards through the pass so far. They only attempted one pass in this game. It was only for 23 yards, and that was the only pass they've made. DC State just cannot get the passing game that they wanted early in that first half. And in that second quarter there, I mean, they just I, I really wish and you and I both made the you know the 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 notion that they should have kept running the ball. They had some success with that in the second quarter as well. They went away from it a little late. I'm not sure really why because it was working for Dixie State. But right now for Dixie State's rushing total, it is kind of Quali Conley who leads the way with 14 attempts, 71 yards on the ground, one touchdown, and 12 is 12 12 runs, which is 12 yards, which is long as run with an average of 5.1 yards. He's just about averaging more than some of the runners for Kenesaw State who. Kenesaw State is one of the better rushing teams in the country. They have one rusher who has 7.7 yards to carry, but everybody else is just under five, minus uh, Tony Glover, Kyle Glover, who's got one for eight. But Dixie State just cannot get the runs. that they the runs, and they, they just went away from it too much. Yeah, they, they went away from the runs, and what was frustrating is they'd go away from the run, they'd throw on first down, and they'd have an incomplete pass, and then you're in a hole where you can't really go back to the run because you got to pass to try to get the lost yards back. Um, a couple throws from Cody Willstead that I haven't been super happy about that maybe weren't quite on target, but a lot of it's just been really good defense from Kenesaw State. The The receivers are, are covered really well, and the ball maybe is misthrown a little bit, but the receivers has no chance to go get it because they're just blanketed. Uh, I'd really like to see Dixie State establish the run again. You, you can't get to a point you're panic. I know you're down two touchdowns at this point, but if you come out of the half in, in kind of a panic sense, just trying to push the ball downfield, it's only going to get worse. If you can chip your way back into this, run the ball downfield, uh, short passes, screen passes, slants over the middle, things like that. A couple slants completed to Devon Osborne in the first half. That's how you're going to get back into this game. You kind of probably also have to hope for some mistake by Kenesaw State. Um, they don't make a lot of them, but... I mean, you can tell Dixie State doesn't look outmatched. Kenesaw State's a really good team. Dixie State looks like they can hang with them. It's a team that they they belong on the same field, but unfortunately, the little mistakes, the not being disciplined on the offense and false starts and bad penalties, turnovers, has really killed Dixie State here. You have to play a clean second half. If you don't play a clean second half, you really have no chance. As we get a look here, we're looking at this game on ESPN+. Plus. We just got a preview of Miyachi versus Naganu, who is uh, our heavyweight UFC fighters. I watched that first fight, and it was amazing. I love watching the heavyweight fighters just slug it out. 260-pound guys throwing you know, hammers at each other, trying to wrestle each other to the ground, just throwing haymakers at each other. It is definitely something I love watching. I love watching the heavyweight fighters. Also like watching the light heavyweight 
heavyweights. Nothing wrong with those guys who weigh 210 pounds and are trying to fight as well. Uh, back to the football game here with Dixie State and Kinesaw State. I mean, just Dixie State had all the runs in the first half go their way. Balanced offense, a balanced attack, something simple and something easy for them to attack. And then, obviously, the the botched punt there by Josh Borshin and, you know, just simple mistakes Dixie State made. You know, three fumbles in that first half. They lost one of those. You know, Kenesaw State was just able to finally get their running game going as they wanted in that one, and they were able to attack Dixie State in every way they wanted to. And Dixie State just, you know, has one week of practice to go up against this triple option defense. And Dixie State just trying to do too much, I feel like. And if they go back to the balance attack, something with some run game, something with some passing game, and try to find a true offense and a true system within that, I think Dixie State can come out and maybe attack the second half a little bit better. But, again, we look at the total yards there. Dixie State had first... 12 first downs and they were two of six on the on the third downs and they had more of the time of possession just even with Kennesaw State having more of that time of possession just Dixie State just did not have an answer in that second quarter yeah I think time, part of the time of possession game comes from some short fields for Kennesaw State uh you know turnover on special teams is going to give Dixie State more possessions you look at a lot of the other numbers total yards is pretty close first downs pretty close third downs about the same so both both teams are moving at a, a pretty similar clip. Dixie State, though, when they've hit the red zone, have been pushed back. Kennesaw State's been able to push down. Um, I, I think not a lot has to change for Dixie State going into the next half. They really played a, 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 a solid half, excluding just a couple of plays. So it's just cleaning up those few plays for Dixie State. If you have another mistake, the game's probably over. You, you have to play mistake-free free football in the second half. And if you're Kennesaw State, there's not much you want to change. Um, you just want to keep running because at this point the clock's in your favor, and unfortunately for for the Trailblazers, that's something Kennesaw State or Kennesaw State is really good at is running clock because the clock never stops on their drives. Almost every play is a run. I, I think at this point Kennesaw State has just one attempted pass. Uh, the the quarterback Tommy Bryant's one for one, a twenty three yard throw. Uh, he hasn't really had to try it. The only other couple times they've dropped back, he still ended up running. So if you're Dixie State, you, you can't let a big passing play happen again, but you have to key on the run. I mean, it's the only way to beat Kenesaw State. All right, we're going to take a quick two-minute timeout here on Radio Dixie 901.3. When we return, we're going to wrap up the halftime show here and bring you second-half action here between Dixie State and Kenesaw State on Radio Dixie 91.3. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back to Trailblazer Football here on Radio Dixie 91.3. Brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George, Ford, Lincoln. The Trailblazers trailing 20-7 to here to Kenesaw State as the two teams look to take the field and start the second half here in a couple minutes. So we sit here. We're in March. And a big part of March is college basketball. The Trailblazers for a couple years won't have any postseason action, but that doesn't stop us from having some fun with March Madness. A quick update on some of those scores going on right now. 
Uh, tight games here in some of the, the lower seed matchups. Number four seed, Florida State. Just a three-point lead on UNC Greensboro with five minutes to play. Eastern Washington has a four-point lead with 13 minutes to go against the University of Kansas in the 8-9 game at halftime. Number eight, LSU, with a nine-point lead over St. Bonaventure. The only completed game so far today, number five seed, Colorado, took down Georgetown. A lot of fun action on the way, so when you get done listening to Trailblazer football, tune into March Madness. Well, back to the game here. The, the Trailblazers down by 13. Haven't really played all that poorly outside of just a few key mistakes that they've had. So, Martin, what needs to change for Dixie State? What needs to stay the same for Dixie State going into the second half? Dixie State's got to find to balance the system. they got to go back to their balanced offense that they had in that first quarter. They were able to run the ball, were able to pass the ball, were able to kind of spread out this Kinesaw State defense and get them in, you know, opportunities and in, 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 in chances for Dixie State to score. They opened that first drive there scoring. You know, they had, you know, they ran the ball three times. They passed the ball three times on that drive. And, you know, Quali Conley got that touchdown to start the game there. And, you know, this game feels awfully like, you know, the New Mexico State game where Dixie State had, you know, the, the start of that game and some momentum. They started off hot. They came out, you know, guns blazing, and they kind of fell apart in that second quarter. And they were really never able to get all that momentum that they had in the first half back into their corner, and they kind of fell out of that game late, and they were they were not able to get back into it. And Kennesaw State, to give them credit, they run a triple option offense. They know how to run it perfectly. They practice it every day. You know, to have one week to practice that offense is very difficult because you just don't know who's going to have the ball. You don't know who's going to run with the ball. You don't know who's going to pitch the ball. You don't know who's going to keep it on any runs. And because you have that type of mentality of you don't know where the ball is going to be you kind of have to take uh, chances and because of that Dixie State just not with the true you know stops on defense that they need Dixie State's got to come out just a little bit better on defensive side of the ball I mean Kenesaw State's going to start with this ball in the second half as Dixie State got it to start the start the game here so you know Dixie State's going to have to come out with some you know, stops on defense, you know, control everybody inside the box and, and maintain everybody and contain them and, you know, find a way to, you know, keep Dixie State within reach here. I mean, they're only down by 13. You only need a couple touchdowns to really get back into this game. You know, it, it's very important for Dixie State to get back all the momentum that they had back into their corner and, and find a way to score a touchdown. And you look at some of the individual performances going there into the second half. The star of the game, really on either side, has been Quali Conley. He has 71 r- rushing yards along with one catch for nine yards and a touchdown. Uh, nobody else is even close to that on either side of the ball. Uh, Jalen Powell, 37 receiving yards for Dixie State. On the side of Kennesaw State, a couple rushers at 40 yards and then two other guys over 20. But Quali Conley has been the story of the game so far for Dixie State. Um, stay with him. Keep it going. He has been exceptional for Dixie State a future star for sure, really a star today for Dixie State. He's going to be a big part of this Trailblazer uh, offense for for years to come as we're about ready to get under underway. Uh, James Baird has the ball on the tee. He's ready to kick this one off to Kennesaw State and get this second half rolling. And he approaches the ball. We are underway in the second half. This kick deep fielded at about the 10-yard. A little confusion, two guys going for it, but it's picked up. And the confusion there helps out Dixie State. It's going to be tackled about the 20-yard line. So Kennesaw State will start with the ball at the 20-yard line. 
First and 10 to go. The Trailblazer defense going to need to step up in a big way right here. Yeah, I'm not sure who was the responsible one on that kickoff return there, but there was a little confusion as one player got kind of in their own way there. It's number 25 for Kenesaw State. It looks like Demarius Pathway was the one, excuse me, that was Kadarius uh, Satterwhite who was the recipient of that kickoff return. Kind of ran down the field until Trace Toupe came back and said, uh-uh, I'm stopping you in the tracks there and stopped him just before about the 20-yard line. 20, 20 yard line is where Kenesaw State will start with their next drive. And Tommy Bryant will still stay in his quarterback until he'll run to the left and look to move it. He pushes the line just a little bit. It's going to run for just three or four yards off to the right before he's brought down. Short gain to start the half for Kenesaw State. Yeah, it'll be second down to six at the 24-yard line for Kenesaw State. In that second quarter, they scored 17 unanswered points. A, you know, they just... A field goal, three touchdowns. It's, I mean, a field goal and two touchdowns is exactly how you want to attack a Dixie State team that has not seen you whatsoever. And Kenesaw State starting this second half off exactly how they want to. Good tackle there. And this one's going to be pushed right up the middle. Uh, another nice gain. It's going to turn into a third down and one play there. Kyle Glover on the run with, Ter- with Terrell Grayson and Lattimore Harvey on the stop. Yeah, it'll be third down and one here at the Kenesaw State's 29-yard line here. They will probably just run it straight up the middle just like they used to, and they'll probably pick up this first down, but let's see what Dixie State can do on defense. As Tommy Bryant's going to take the snap here, he's going to keep it himself and roll out to the left. He's going to run for just a few yards, enough to get the first down, up to about the 34-yard line of of Kenesaw State. So another first down. And they keep chipping away here. I think the big thing you can do on Kenesaw State is if on first or second down, you can get a negative yards play, get a stop for no gain. That really throws them out of the rhythm because their rhythm is three, four, five yards at a time. They're not a big play offense. So if you can get them behind the sticks, you have a really good shot to stop them. The passing game is not something they're going to use. Long runs isn't typically what you're going to see out of them. Uh, So the Trailblazers here, first down is huge, and that's going to be a big play on first down. It was Preston Daniels with the rush, and Jaden LeCoy got into the backfield and swallowed him up immediately, hit him at the line for no gain. A really nice design there. He broke through the line and was able to pull him down from behind. It's exactly what you want out of your defensive line. Again, stay within those gaps. Maintain the gap. Stay within your assignments, and they did that on that last play there. Dixie State, what an opportunity here to maybe, you know, kind of stop, you know, can Esau stay in their own tracks? Let's see. And that's the big play I'm talking about. If you get it on a second and 10, now you're asking them to, to have a couple of solid runs. And if you make a stop here for just three, four yards, you have a chance to get off the field. Rolling to the left will be the will be Bryant. And that's going to be a really nice run for him. He's going to run down near the first down. It's going to be about a nine-yard gain. He's going to be stopped just shy. Looks down to be about third down and inches as Tommy Bryant ran for nine yards up to the Kenesaw State 43-yard line. Again, a triple option. The quarterback doesn't have to run straight through a middle, straight through a hole. He can be a little patient. He can choose the holes. He can wait for the blocks to, you know, happen and then attack those when he wants to. There's a lot of options here with this trickery offense. Brian will keep it and run it himself again. This one's going to be about another 10-yard gain down inside of Dixie State territory. So Kenesaw State's just chipping away, chipping away. No big plays, but if you keep getting first downs, you keep moving down the field there. Uh, another first down from Tommy Bryant. you got to figure out how to stop him. He's 
the quarterback, but he's really been the, the primary runner today for Kenesaw State. I can tell you this, Trailblazer fans, Dixie State will only see Kenesaw State one and one only time. This will be the only time they ever see him, so we do not have to worry about this team down the road there. Tommy Bryant again running this offense just exactly as it's supposed to be. And he's going to pull this one. A weird fake, then a pitch out to the left, and it's going to get the edge there. Brought down from behind, but a 19-yard game from Atakile. Yarborough was able to chase him down and grab him from behind and probably save the touchdown, but a 19-yard gain down to the Dixie State 29. Yeah, Atakile, Atakile, Adilakiyi, I think that's how you say it. It's a very tough name. We apologize about that. He had an open lane all the way to the end zone. He knew it, too. That's why he was shaking his head in frustration after he came off the field there. Tommy Bryant with a fake option there, fake option pitch out. That was kind of the design of that run, and it worked perfectly. Under center again, and he'll hand this one off just up the middle for a three-yard gain to Preston Daniels. Isaac Fotu able to bring him down. Second down and seven. Now we're back towards close to the red zone again where Dixie State's got to, to cinch it down and hold them to field goals. Uh, touchdowns will not work. Yeah, you got to hold them down to a touchdown here, but looking at the clock, Kenesaw State's had the entire clock this entire second half. It's almost five minutes off the clock. We've reached 10-15 left to go here in the third quarter clock. Kenesaw State playing the maintain game, playing with the clock. Yeah, and if they, if they run drives like this, you're just going to run out of time. And Brian's going to keep this one to his left. And shoestring tackle there is going to be made to save the touchdown again, but an 18-yard run. And that's going to push Tommy Bryant all the way up to 85 rushing yards on the day as their quarterbacks for this team essentially are just another running back. They, they don't really have quarterbacks. It's a really interesting thing to watch. Yeah, I mean, look, you saw that last play. I mean, Tommy Bryant doesn't have to be aggressive with the option plays here. He can be very patient. He doesn't have to immediately attack the hole. He can wait for them to open up and and then attack them. He doesn't have to pitch it off immediately. He knows the block's going to be there as he'll get down to about the one-yard line here. Dixie State already with one stop down here in the red zone against Kenesaw State. As we look at the total rushing yards, 219 to 67. That's just all Kenesaw State does is run the ball and run the ball and run the ball. You know, and, and it's just it's frustrating. As an opponent, you you know you can't really stop it. You know you really can't force that team off the field. That's why they have very limited punts. They only have six punts on the total on their on their total here for Kenesaw State is they got a second down and goal. Second and goal inside the at the one yard line. Brian and this snap looks like it might have been fumbled. It looks like Kenesaw State was able to jump on and maybe even lunge forward for a couple of feet, but it's going to be third down and goal to go here. Dixie State would have just, just oh, <laughs> if Dixie State would have got that ball back, man, all the momentum would have swung right back in their corner there as we get a replay of it again. Again, that's the that's the center. Uh, that's Brian's fault there, and, and almost. You know, Dixie State with an opportunity to get one there. As we saw a little bit of a wrestling match in the backfield there. No flags were thrown because of that. And again, it's almost seven-minute drive here for Kenesaw State. And they're, on, they're basically on the one-hash yard line here. They're basically just on the corner of the end zone. It would be a big-time play here if Dixie State can keep him out of the end zone. And here's the snap to Bryant. And he'll just dive in over the left tackle. That's going to be a touchdown for Kenesaw State. It's going to push the lead to 26-7 with extra point pending. Yeah, really in a dangerous spot for Dixie State where 
you might be getting down to a point where you don't have a big chance to come back. Kennesaw State was able to burn almost half the quarter on that drive alone to push it in the end zone. And it was all Tommy Bryant on that drive. He kept running the ball, and Dixie State just had no answer. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's tough to practice against it. You just you're, you're not the team. You're not a traditional team that practices against you know a, a triple option offense. And as the PAT is up and it's good, and it'll extend the lead to 20 points here. And Dixie State with a huge hole they got to crawl out of, and they got to score some touchdowns quick to get back into this game. We'll take a quick break and be back to the action here on Radio Dixie 91.3. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back into Trailblazer Football on Radio Dixie 91.3, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. Thank you for their continued support of Dixie State Athletics. Radio Dixie 91.3, the Trailblazers have just allowed another touchdown. It is 27-7, Dixie State at a point where it's going to be real tough to come back. Uh, they're going to need to make uh, a push quickly. Uh, the, the big issue against Kenesaw State when you're trying to make a comeback is how much time they burned. They burned seven minutes, six minutes, 59 seconds on that drive. Ate up almost half the quarter. You give the ball back to them one or two more times, and that could be your ball game time-wise. You hate to look at the clock this early, but it starts to be a reality when you play a team like Kenesaw State that always just keeps the ball moving, keeps the clock running, and burns time. Yeah, I mean, it is frustrating in the sense that you just you just want to, like, it's almost like you want to fight back. You almost want to, like, put so much pressure and just, like, you know, almost like a false start where you just kind of want to cheat and just stop them before they actually run. But you can't do that, obviously, with all the rules and all that. But Kenesaw State, give them credit. They know what they're running. They know how to run it. They know how... They know that Dixie State didn't have enough time this week to practice against it, and, and they got all the leverage in their corner. They're up by 20 now with eight minutes left to go here in, in the third quarter. The kick is away. It will sail into the end zone, a touchback. Trailblazers will start with the ball up at the 25-yard line. And the Trailblazers offense will come to the field for the first time in the second half with 8-1 to play in the third quarter. And you could probably expect them to... Stay away from the running game. They probably won't go to it as many times as they wanted to in the first uh, first half. And Quali Conley again is going to be robbed of you know almost 100 yards. He was close to it in in this game. And if they Dixie State had that touchdown where it would have been 20 to 14 going at the half, I think this is a different game. Yeah, it it really would be. You you have that that touchdown taken off the board. If you add that to the board and you take the touchdown off from the the fumbled punt, you'd be looking at like a 14-20 to 20 game, a much more manageable situation. But as, as it stands right now, the Trailblazers are down 20. Uh, hopefully, Quali Conley can get a couple more touches, maybe get himself to that century mark. But you definitely have to go to the pass game at this point. Unfortunately, you're you're forced into it. because uh, There's just not time left to be burning the clock. If you're going to run six-minute drives, and then Kenesaw State's going to run seven, eight-minute drives, and the game's over in four more drives, and... That's not going to work. Yeah, you know, it's not going to work. I mean, Kenesaw State, I mean, again, we're, we sound like a broken record. But 
we keep emphasizing it. Their offense is really their whole entire team. If, if their offense is there today, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna win games because they put so much pressure on you defensively to try to stop the run and maintain their run and continuously, you know, try to contain that. And, and defensively, you know, all the Kennesaw State has to do is just stay patient and, and let the other team make the mistakes and, and force into you know opportunities that they don't want to do. I mean, that's exactly what they've done to Dixie State this whole entire game. Is you know they just they don't have the opportunities to extend drives like they like. They can't really be the team that they want to be. You know, Dixie State runs a balanced offense, and they can't really attack with that balanced offense anymore. They got to stick to the pass, and, you know, Kennesaw State knows that, and they'll have a better, you know, strategy to attack that and, and be able to, you know, and that's going to give Dixie State an opportunity for good field position there. I like the decision there by Cody Wilson to throw it down deep field, 50-50 ball. You know, the DB has to get all over, you know, Devin Osborne in that situation there, and, you know, he gave him a good opportunity, and, you know, now Dixie State gets to move the ball off the field. Trailblazers up to the 40. And that's the other big thing that can happen when you have to push the ball. Penalties. Big thing about penalties, too. Stops the clock. Keeps it keeps it still as Dixie tries to come back. Cody Wilson's going to pull this one down. He's going to have a nice little run on first down, about seven and a half yards. Be about second and two to go when they get the pile unstacked here. So a good start to the offense here for the Trailblazers right up near midfield. Going to be at about the 48-yard line. The first down marker will be right at midfield. Yeah, and on that last one, I think it was the design, you know, one, two options, read it or keep it, uh, designed there by Ke- Kelly Bills and his offense here for Dixie State. It's just a simple pattern, make a quick decision or keep it yourself. And the snap will come back in the shotgun. They'll hand it to Quali Conley again. He's going to push. He's going to be close to the first down. It's going to see where they mark it. It's going to be right on the line. I think Ooh. they're going to give it to him. Yeah, it looks like they're signaling for that first down. So two more yards to Quali Conley. And a fresh set of downs midfield for the Trailblazers. Yeah, they're down at the 50-yard line here. You want to keep the momentum going in your corner. Quali Conley is obviously your best running back. And, you know, give again, give credit to the freshman running back, man. Step in as a Division One football player. And your first few starts here, so far you're proving that you're one of the better running backs. Couple guys in motion as Cody's gonna throw this one. He overthrows the receiver there. Chase Hess was the intended man. If that ball was on the money, probably a pretty big gain. But just out in front of him, trying to fit it into coverage. So it'll be second down and ten. Chase Hess got open there. It's been a quiet day for Chase Hess. Just one catch for eleven yards on three targets. The big tight end has been a difference maker. For Dixie State so far this season. Yeah, you know, Cody Wilson has had some issues with accuracy. It was right there. But you know what? Cody Wilson has got to get back and, you know, keep working on it. And there's a good throw up to Devin Osborne. Caught it about eight yards downfield. Was able to turn his shoulders upfield and push just to the sticks. Be first down and 10 on a 10-yard reception. Again, that same pattern they ran in the first quarter there. It was a rollout option. He either can throw it to his XY receiver going out for the out route, or he can throw it to Devin Osborne on the quarter comeback route, and he decided to throw it to Osborne, which was the safe route. Back to pass again. Fakes it to Quanley. Picks it up. Throws it deep downfield. Overthrows his guys. That one, only guy in the area, really was a Kennesaw State defender. It's going to be incomplete, and it'll be second down and 10. Not sure where, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure where Wilson was going with that football. The only receiver it looked like in the facility was number uh, two, Jalen Powell, and that was it. And, again, Dixie State, you know, the 
problem with their air raid, you know, kind of balanced offense is sometimes if it doesn't get going, you're kind of stuck in the middle and you just have no options. Cody's going to have to pull this one down as there's pressure, and he's not going to get much. Maybe a yard on the play. His legs were wrapped up in the line of scrimmage, and he fell forward for a couple. A little frustrated there. I'm not sure if it was design play. He took off pretty quick. The pressure wasn't wasn't too bad, but nonetheless, third down and nine for Dixie State here. They're at the Kenesaw State 38-yard line. And again, that was the design run there. If Cody, if we had a different type of quarterback who had better legs that could run, I could totally understand why to give Cody Wilson those opportunities. But Cody's not the best runner. He's more of a passer. But nonetheless, that's what Dixie State decided. Short pass over the middle here. It's going to be caught by David Fisher. And he's going to be just shy of the line to gain. It's going to be third, fourth down and one. I imagine at this point you're probably going for it down 20. Yeah, you're probably going to go for it here. You have really no option. you got to get a touchdown here just to cut this lead down to 13 again and, you know, give your defense a break, give them a rest, give them the coaching opportunity, coaching staff an opportunity to kind of game plan against it as Cody Westhead will keep it himself. He'll get the first down, his second running rush really of his of the of the game here on fourth down and ones as he'll pick it up. Just a QB sneak on fourth and one for three yards. So another first down for Dixie State as they'll keep this ball moving. You can see the clock still rolling, about 4.45 to play here in the third quarter. Now this drive has taken a while, but the Trailblazers are moving the ball. Wilson's going to take the snap. He's going to go deep. He's got Devin Osborne wide open in the end zone. Touchdown, Trailblazers. That's right. Devin Osborne on a seam route in the middle of the field there. Had the safety and corner on top of him, but that's not enough to stop Devin Osborne as he'll get his second touchdown of the season here as you see some of the Kenesaw State DB and linebackers yelling at each other, about to fight each other. But nonetheless, Dixie State gets a touchdown on the board. Their first, second touchdown of the day, their first since the first quarter. And it's a great opportunity for Dixie State to kind of bite into this lead. A 27-yard reception to Devin Osborne. Ran a good route, put his foot in the ground, and got himself open. Here on the PAT, looks like it's going to be a false start. Going to push the attempt back to the 8-yard line. Still shouldn't be too big of a problem for James Baird. A quality kicker, the transfer from Brigham Young University down here to Dixie State. Found his home here, and he's been a really good asset for the Trailblazers. He'll line this kick up now a little bit farther back, still just about a 25-yard attempt, so shouldn't be an issue. So he'll take the snap, put it up, and he'll get it right down the middle of the upright. So the Trailblazers showing some life, cutting it down to 27-14. Still a long way to go. Need to stop here from the defense, but... The Trailblazers back on the board. We'll go to the break. We'll be right back here on Radio Dixie 91.3. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. This is... It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. We're back here with Dixie State football. The Trailblazers put a touchdown on the board, a 27-yard pass from Cody Wilstead to Devin Osborne, wide open in the end zone, has cut the lead 27-14 against ninth-ranked Kenesaw State. 
the Trailblazers will look on defense here to stand up and make a stand, hopefully get themselves back in this game. Another stop, another touchdown. We're talking about a one-score game. Maybe not over here. 4.30 to play in the third quarter. What worked there on that drive, Martin? You know, what worked on that drive was they kind of, you know, used their attack, you know, of offense, you know, nothing too crazy. You know, they had a couple incompletions, but they didn't go away from the passing game. They kind of stayed with what they knew. And, you know, they were trying to attack Devin Osborne, who's six foot eight, And I don't think anybody on Kinesaw State is tall enough to stop him. So, I mean, they attacked that part of the offense, and it worked for, you know, Dixie State. And Kinesaw State just... You know, just didn't have the answer for it. And Dixie State just needs to come up with one stop. It's just one stop, and, you know, this game is completely different. This kick by James Baird. Feel about the eight-yard line. Good coverage from Dex- Dixie State getting downfield. Stop this one. About the 26, where Kenesaw State will take over and run their offense. The thing you can't have happen here is another seven, eight-yard drive like the last time that happened. And then you're starting to get deep in the fourth quarter. But if D.C. State can get a stop here, maybe three and out, maybe just one first down, get the ball back relatively quickly before the fourth quarter starts, and they're back in this ball game right away just like that. Under center still is going to be Tommy Bryant for Kenesaw State, and he's going to keep it up the middle here. A nice gain there out near the first down marker. We'll see where they put it down. Yeah, good run there by Kenesaw State again. It's going to be a second and three here, and they hand it off to their big-time running back, you know, uh, Glover, who's had almost, you know, nine-yard carry today on the ground, had the one touchdown in the game as well. Definitely a big man to stop. Back under center here in the wishbone. This pass, is, they're going to drop back to throw, and this one's going to go downfield. He's got his man, and that's going to be caught down to the 25-yard line. It was Tommy Bryant to Will Heigler for 41 yards. He got behind the, behind the defense and was just wide open. It's just the second passing attempt today for Kenesaw State, but both have gone for big plays. You know, Dixie State really can't keep anybody in the backfield. They have to stay in a man-to-man coverage, and because of that, you know, the triple option, option offense that just attacks it, they've got to stick with that type of game plan. Another handoff here. That ball came out at the end. It was jumped on by Kenesaw State. It's going to be Glover again with the run. He's going to get about seven yards. The ball squirted out at the end, but he was already down, so no harm, no foul there for the Owls. It's going to be second down and three, down inside the red zone. So, again, right just like that, knocking on the door is Kenesaw State. All Dixie State can do is just try to keep fighting back, stay within you know a distance of this game, and you know keep it competitive. This pass handed off up the middle. It's going to be enough for the first down. Glover again. Maybe a, about a four-yard gain there down to the Dixie State 14. I, Isaac Fotu there to make the stop. But another another run out of the big man, Kyle Glover. And Kennesaw right back up to the line looking to run this play. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's their style game. And you know what? They, they know how to play it right. And they know how to play it with... You know, uh, you know, confidence and all that, and then they just keep attacking, keep attacking, keep attacking. Dixie State lining up with looks like six men in the box, seven men, and some motion there. And the quarterback has hit the ball is out, and I think Dixie State might have it. There's a fight for the ball. Let's see what the referees say. No signal as of yet. Looks like it's gonna. St- Day with Kenesaw State. 
And that was really, really, really close. That was the opportunity Dixie State needed, and that was a huge hit. And, uh, yeah, wow. just at the last second there, if if number 44 for Dixie State would have came up with that one, that is a huge turnaround there for Dixie State. He got hit as he was trying to pitch the ball, and it, it just came out. Nisau State was able to dive, and the oh, ball's no. back on the ground again, rolling around, picked up by Dixie State this time. Fumble recovered. And that's going to be the Trailblazer ball. That's the break you needed. The Trailblazers have a chance to get right back in this game. That ball of pitch was off target, rolled around on the turf for a while, and it looked like Darius Nash able to pick it up. The Trailblazers are going to have a chance to play. Says it's under review, but I don't see any reason that would be overturned. Yeah, no, there's there's no way that's overturned. Dixie State came over that recovery. If Darius Nash would have kind of stayed ahead there and you know obviously you know can Esau stay a little frustrated their quarterback there Tommy Bryant frustrated with the fact that he just couldn't get the pitch out no one was blocking no one was getting to their assignments and uh, again I'm not sure what they could be looking at here it was a fumble it was a clear fumble if you're looking at it as if it was a forward pass there's no way it was a forward pass um it was a pitch out it, it, it listen it, it is what it is. I think this is Dixie State's football. I can't understand why they're looking at it. Maybe they're looking at it. Maybe we're like field position, but it was plain and simple. That was a fumble. And if this is over return, Kennesaw State got away with a lucky one here. Dixie State's offense can come back out here and, and get ready to cut this lead down to six. It's only 13 points. Again, I'm really not sure what they could be looking at. I think the two things you could be looking at, maybe looking at a forward pass, because I think it did go forward, but I I. I... I don't think there's any way it was a passing motion. The other thing you could be looking at, I suppose, um, Fotu hit him in the back, and he was on his way down. Uh, no, that not... has to be a fumble. We hit him from behind. There's no way you can say that's not a fumble. That's that's definitely a fumble there. They're looking at this, but I'm not sure why they could be saying it's a forward pass when he got hit from behind, and he was pitching it out. It, it's different if it was a throw. If it's a throw and his hand comes back to his body, like the tuck rule, which, you know, obviously Oakland, Oak, Las Vegas Raider fans know so well about, you know, the tuck rule has saved, you know, Tom Brady and the New England Patriots in an 0-1 playoff game. But no way. This this has to be a fumble. This has to be a recovery by Dixie State. And Dixie State with an opportunity here, 133 left to go here on the, sec, on the third quarter clock and an opportunity here to score some more points and cut this lead down to six. Well, they're taking a long look at it here. I'd imagine it would stand. Um... He, yeah, he, he got hit in the back by Isaac Fotu. The ball rolled out off of the hands of a of a running back there, number nine, Shaquille Terry for Kenesaw State. Then it was picked up by Darius Nash. He dove on the ball and was immediately back down on it. Looks like to me the Dixie State offense is walking out to the field, indicating this one is probably going to stand. A minute 30 to play in the third quarter. You can go down and get this one as the refs are still on the headset. You're right back in this game. If this was to be overturned and the ball stays with Kenesaw State, then you're looking at more points on the board, and even a field goal would be enough to to put this in a, a three-score game. Yeah, it would only be a, you know it would only be that as it was third down, and it looks like Dix, it looks like they're gonna say forward pass. I don't know about that one. That is robbery. I'm sorry. Highway robbery. There's no way that's a pass. He was trying to pitch it. 
That's a fumble recovery by Dixie State, and that's a great opportunity away from Dixie State. That is highway robbery, ladies and gentlemen. That's a really, really tough call. It is going to be third and 16 for Kenesaw State. You got to look to try to get a negative play here, push it back, get lucky with a field goal here. That's That looked like, I mean, back-to-back plays on fumbles where you thought Dixie State might have caught the break they needed to get back in this game. But if you're the defense here, you got to keep your composure. Understand that you don't like the call, but you have to keep playing hard. This game isn't over yet. A big Another play here on third down, and you get the ball back with the chance to to stay in it for sure. I'm sorry. I'm a little frustrated with that. I'm, you know, not not throwing a temper tantrum here in the studio, but that, 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 no, that, that was a fumble. That was clearly a fumble here as Tommy Bryant's going to try to sneak out, and it looks like it'll be a fourth down. He's gang tackled by a bunch of trailblazers there. He did get seven yards, but still going to be fourth down and nine. I imagine the kicking team will come out here, try to push this to a 16-point lead. Looks like they're going to keep the offense. Yeah, they're going to keep the offense on the field here. It might be a break for Dixie State. At fourth and nine, I, I can't imagine it's a situation trying to get them a jump. Well, now they're going to jog off. Looks like the kicking team's going to come on and try to set up quickly for this field goal. I'm not sure why they, they thought about it there for a second, but it's going to be a 30-yard attempt here um, from Nathan Robertson of Kenesaw State to try to push this to a 16-point game. And you're looking at having to get two touchdowns, two two-point conversions. This kick is going to be up and right down the middle. Well, it looked like there for a second, Dixie State might have gotten the break they needed. But instead, Kenesaw State's going to add three more. So Dixie State down 16 is going to get the ball back here just before the fourth quarter. You're listening to Trailblazer Football on Radio Dixie 91.3. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. The Trailblazers coming back on the field here to field this kickoff after a tough break there. It looked like Kenesaw State had fumbled the ball and given it back to the Trailblazers with a chance down 13 to go cut this down to a six-point game. Instead, the ball stayed with Kenesaw State on a questionable call by our estimation here in the studio. They were able to tack on a field goal and push this lead out to 16 points. Still just a two-possession game, but not a ton of time left here as we're about to hit the fourth quarter. This kick kicked down to about the five, and it's going to be returned by Fisher. He's going to break a couple tackles up to about the 25-yard line, and that's where Dixie State will start with the ball, needing the, to drive the length of the field here and put some points on the board. You're, you're, you're pretty much in go-for-it mode here. You can't have field goals. Down 16 against a team that can burn the clock like Kenesaw State. It's time to to drive it into overdrive here. Yeah, no, it's it's time to do that. It's just frustrating because I still believe that was a fumble that was recovered by Dixie State. They had a minute thirty three left on the third quarter clock. Dixie State with their high flying fast offense, they could have scored a touchdown easily within that time frame. It could have cut this lead down to six. It would have been twenty seven twenty one, but now it's thirty to fourteen. Dixie State's got to come back with another opportunity here. We'll keep driving here. Willstead's going to get this on a screen. That's going to get blown up, and it's going to be dropped there. Incomplete pass. It was intended for Quali Conley. 
Good pressure up the middle, but looked like it was setting up to be a nice screen there. Conley, if he had gotten the ball, had three blockers. If he'd been able to shake one tackle, could have gone for a nice game. But as it stands, it's second down and 10. Yeah, that was broken out by Bryson Armstrong there on the defensive side of the ball there. And, you know, just just a stop there again by Dixie State. They're high-flying off. offense. Can, can do that. Cody Wilstead back in the shotgun again. He'll take this one. Conley going to roll to the right. He's going to go over the middle here to David Fisher. Triple covered there. Really had no chance. Didn't get his hands on it. Not too bad of a throw, but it's going to be incomplete. And third down and 10 here. Trailblazers quickly uh, looking like they'll need one big play or this drive could end prematurely. And this is the problem with Dixie State's offense. When it does get stalled out, it gets stalled out immediately. And Dixie State's got to come up with a huge, huge opportunity type play here to come back into this game. Otherwise, you can kind of call this one over. Kenesaw State knowing that feeling there. Sidelines getting a little bit pumped up here as Cody's going to take the snap. He's going to th- going to roll out to his right and load up downfield, and he's got his man, Jalen Powell, for the catch up near the 45-yard line. Big catch there, 18 yards. Jalen a little slow to get up, but he'll get to his feet, looking like he's okay. That'll be a first down there as Chance Bates was there to cut down Powell after a nice 18-yard gain. Powell going to walk off the field, just a little bit shaken up. He looks to be all right. It's just a, you know, it may have been a little late, a little bit of a late hit as he was coming down with the football. A good design play there to get Jalen Powell open in the middle of the field there, and yeah, it's just wrapped up a little late, brought down kind of towards his head. But I think he was all right. This ball is going to be handed off to Conley. He's just going to get two more yards. It'll be second and eight. And that's going to take us into the fourth quarter. We'll head in the fourth quarter of play. 30-14, to 14, the Trailblazers trailing. Going to need some big action here late if they're going to make the comeback on Kenesaw State. You're listening to Trailblazer Football on Radio Dixie 91.3. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. We welcome back you, welcome you back here to the Trailblazer football game here against Kenesaw State, broadcasting live from the Radio Dixie Studios. Trailblazer football on Radio Dixie 91.3, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. The Trailblazers down 16 going to the fourth quarter. They have the ball. They've moved it a little bit. Looking to go down the field and make this a one-possession game if they can get a touchdown on a two-point conversion. It's been a tough game so far. A couple breaks haven't really gone the Trailblazers' way. A couple calls that maybe weren't called correctly in our estimation. A couple big turnovers. A couple big plays on special teams has equaled a 30-14 to 14 deficit. The Trailblazers are going to have to get back and get back in a hurry to get back in this game. And the defense is going to have to play a little bit better. Every time Kenesaw State seems to touch the ball, they seem to burn five to ten minutes and go down for the score. What can the, the Trailblazers defense do differently here in the fourth quarter, Martin? Uh, you know what? They just have to attack more. I mean, they got some pressure on that last drive against uh, 
can Esau State. They were able to penetrate inside and, you know, kind of stop them for a couple times there. Frustrate can Esau State, you know, obviously with the fumble and with a couple tackles there, they were able to, you know, take them from a first down and 10 to basically, you know, a fourth down and, and nine and force a field goal. That's just what kind of Dixie State's defense needs to do. Dixie State's offense needs to score a touchdown here, needs to keep the drive alive. And, you know, they get one touchdown. It's only still a 13-point game. And if the Dixie State's defense can get a stop here, I mean, it, it's definitely, you know, an opportunity for Dixie State to get back into it and, and score. And, you know, Dixie State with all, the, with all the opportunities they want in this game to, you know, get back into it. Absolutely. The Trailblazers will... Half the ball as we come out of the break at their own 45-yard line. Second down, eight to go. And Cody Wilstead, Cody Wilstead had a, a pretty all right game, 153 yards for one touchdown, 116 for 27. Quali Conley's been the best player here as they'll start the half handing it off here. Uh, to I think it David was a pass. A, a little pass, you're right, swing pass to David Fisher. He almost fumbled it for a second there, too. He's going to get six yards on the play. It'll be third down and two right at midfield for Dixie State. And once you get to midfield at this point, you're probably looking at four down territory. you got to run run quick here and run efficiently. Cody back with Conley to his right. Devin Osborne out to his left. Two receivers, out or three receivers out to his right, it looks like. Yeah, Chase Hess is on the offensive line. Cody will take this snap, drop back, roll to his right. Pressure coming, and this one's going to have to just be thrown away. It's going to be fourth down and two. I imagine the offense will stay on the field, but we'll see what Coach Peterson decides to do. Yeah, you you really don't have an option here. You have to go for it. I can see Paul Peterson, Coach. You know, Coach Peterson pulling the offense off the field, you know, trying to make sure that they're not stuck in their own side of the field here. But Dixie State with a fourth down and two is playing an opportunity here to go for it. Get something easy. Get Chase Hess involved. He's your best, you know, receiving tight end. You know, he's a big playmaker on this team. Give him an opportunity to catch the football here. Well, first task here, just get the first down. Cody Wilstead is going to throw, and he's going to get the grab. Nice play there. Devin Osborne going up, securing his hands, and bringing it down to the body for the first down. It's going to be a six-yard gain. And the Trailblazers will keep the sticks moving down to the Kenesaw State, 43, as the clock continues to roll. Cody was able to just stand in the pocket, find his man, a really nice pass there, right where Devin could get it and nobody else. Yeah, Devin Osborne was the safe one on that one. Safe bet, six foot nine receiver. Definitely got to go to him. Kenesaw State, just three defensive linemen up as they're going to bring a fourth one. Four-man rush here. Cody's got pretty good time. He's going to end up pulling this one down and uh, kind of a weird dive there. He took a hit in the back. They're going to give him uh, maybe half a yard. Not much there. It'll be second down and 10. They'll mark him back at the line of scrimmage. Second and 10 to go here. Half play. Cody had a lot of time, but only bringing four men. Yeah, you had to drop seven back in coverage, and they covered the receivers well. Going to line up in the back here, backfield here with Jalen Powell to his right, Conley to his left, and they'll both split out. This time a little bit less time. He's on the move. He's going to have to throw this one uh, high and away. Not going to be there. Intended for, looks like, Chase Hess. It'll be third down and 10. 
the Kenesaw State 43. Yeah, you always want to be a little careful. Chase S out there towards the sideline, you know, did bump into a couple people there on the sideline. A little bit of Kenesaw State sideline trying to give him a little crap saying, hey, don't knock anybody down over here. Otherwise, you're going to get, you know, a few punches in your face. But, you know, nonetheless, everything was okay. Oh, cool. And, you know, just Willstead let him too far outside towards the sideline there. Not a really smart throw there by Cody Willstead. Should have just took off and ran with it. But nonetheless, third down and 10. Third down and 10. Cody's going to take the snap, three-step drop, and load it up and throw. Not a great pass, that one. Tended for Chase Hess, but broken up by uh, Mason, number 20, the defensive back there for Kenesaw State. It's going to be fourth down and 10. We'll see what Coach Peterson decides to do here. I mean, <laughs> 10 yards to go. Yeah, It's tough to go for it, but punting doesn't do you much good at this point in the game yeah sincerely you know uh since uh was it sincerely uh, i saw his name sincerely mason the db there you know he's a little bit of a trash talker a lot of these people on kenesaw state are a little bit of a trash talker 68's got to go for a no option cody wilson's gonna line up here on the logo at midfield a little bit of low snap hand, hand handled well cody's gonna get away from the rush and he's gonna have a lot of room to run here he's gonna drive all the way down to the 19 yard line 18 yards on 4th and 10 from Cody Wilson on the ground, or 25 yards, excuse me, down to the Kenesaw State 18, and Dixie State's got something moving here. Still 12 and a half minutes to go. Looking to punch this one in here. They've yeah. been good on 4th down so far. Yeah, they brought all the pressure on that one. They were trying to bring out all-out blitz, and Cody Wilson got away from it and was able to go downfield and, and make you know a good run out of it. And again, he's not a runner, but he, when he has to do it, he can do it. Lined up quickly, trips out to his left. Pressure coming again. He's going to look to pull this one down again. If he can get away from 41, he can't do it. He's going to be brought down right back at the line of scrimmage. It's going to be second down and 10. He really had one man to beat, number 41 on Kenesaw State, uh, Taylor or Kareem Taylor. If he was able to get away from him, there was a lot of room to run, but a nice open field tackle. They're going to give him a yard on the play, so second down and nine. Yeah, no, there was an option for, you know, Willstead to go to the corner of the end zone. He had Jalen Powell basically wide open in the corner of the end zone. Did not see him downfield whatsoever. Kept his eyes downfield on the side of the ball he wanted to go with and did not see that. Otherwise, he could have gave it to him and he would have scored a touchdown. Be a running play here to Conley, but sniffed out well by Kenesaw State. Maybe a one-yard gain there. It's going to be third down and long here. Trailblazers are going to need another big play. Field goals aren't going to help you at this point. Definitely not. You want to kind of score some points here, get a touchdown, and, you know, Dixie State's just kind of, you know, shot themselves in the foot kind of all day here, and because of that, they're, you know, trailing in this one, and they have no option but to kind of, you know, come up with some creative ideas on offense. Otherwise, they're just looking at another day of of incompletions. Third down and nine, this pass kind of in no man's land. Intended for Chase S, incomplete. Fell harmlessly to the turf, but it's going to be fourth and nine. Hell, we'll see what Peterson, Coach Peterson does here again. Looks like, well, Dixie, maybe going to take a timeout. No, they're going to stay out on the field. They're going to go for it again. Jalen Powell lining up out to the right. You know, it kind of you kind of go back to those drives that Dixie stayed out opportunities inside this field here. They would have probably scored on maybe three or four of those other drives. You know, we're talking about a different game here, whether they could have kicked the field goal and kind of forced all the all the momentum back in the Kenesaw State's corner. Going to need another big play on fourth down if it's going to happen here. Cody Wilson's going to step up, 
Try to throw it here. Flag is down. That one intended for Devin Osborne. Yeah, it'll be Fell a hold. Ground. It'll be a hold. See what they say. But they're going to call it on. It's a hold. I thought it was on on Dixie State as the pocket collapsed. But it looks like it'll be a hold against Kenesaw State. And it looks like Dixie State's going to get another. Nine, the cat with nine lives here. They kept this drive alive because of those opportunities here. And it looks like it'll be a hold against Kenesaw State. And another life. Save there for Dixie State as they'll continue this drive alive here. They've eaten up the majority of this fourth quarter here. They need to get a touchdown to cut this lead down to nine. You know, and I don't think they're going to get a stop on defense, but maybe a chance to cut this lead down to nine and, and you know, send a message to Kenesaw State to say, hey, listen, you may be, you may, you may already have this game won, but we're still going to fight. Yeah, holding there on Mason. Stopping the progress of Devin Osborne. So first down, going to be down inside the 10. It's the first eight-yard eight, eight yard line, first down and goal to go. This pass, oh, he had Devin Osborne, but it just went off his hands. Would have been a touchdown. A pretty good throw, a little bit low, but should have probably been handled there. It's going to be second down and goal to go. You know, not to call out Osborne, but he's had issues with hands in his career. He just cannot bring them in sometimes. It slips right out of his hands and, Again, another opportunity right there to put some points on the board, and definitely that's a catch he should have had. Definitely. Yeah, it was it was pretty good coverage, but the ball was put right where it needed to be. But second down and goal to go. Willstead's going to take the shot, snap in the backfield, three-step drop. He's got pressure coming from behind, sees it, spins away, still on his feet. He's going to run with this one. He's going to dive down to about the four. A pretty nice play there to avoid the sack. Going to end up being a three-yard gain, and they're going to have fourth down and goal to go at the four. Going to need another play on third and fourth down here. Trailblazers, unfortunately, running clock with that. We're down close to 10 minutes to go in the game. Yeah, no, the clock's against them, but they've dug that they've dug that hole themselves here. Again, you know, the missed opportunities they've had on offense, they probably could either be leading this game or it could be trailing by a few small amount of points where they could probably take the lead here. But nonetheless, Dixie State has to crawl that hole. All right, need five yards here to punch it in. Willstead standing back on the 10, drops back. He's got a man, he throws. Chase Hess, he's open in the back of the end zone. Touch. Touchdown, Trailblazers. And that's exactly what Dixie State needed. Is they'll be able to cut this lead down to nine. I would expect them to go for the two points here to probably cut this lead down to eight with a two-point conversion. And because of that, they can cut this lead down to eight, again, as I repeat myself, but... It'll be a good opportunity. Maybe Dixie State can get a stop on defense, and they can get that stop on defense. They can get the ball back. You know, maybe, you know, try to cut, try to tie this game before the game's over. But, you know, you're asking for a lot out of your defense to get a stop on defense. 17-play, uh, 75-yard drive. Took 550. Dixie's going to line up to go for two here. Con- go ahead. Conley in the backfield with two receivers to the right, two to the left. Don't forget the two... Two, four, three, four downs that they had to get on the drive. Cody Willstead, and he was being brought down, tried to shovel it off. That's going to be incomplete. So the two-point conversion is no good. Still going to be a 10-point game now. That makes it a lot tougher because Dixie's going to need to get two scores here to get back in this game. We'll take the break here as we go into the end of the fourth quarter here. It is 30-20. Kenesaw State with the lead. 
You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back to Trailblazer Football. Dixie State down 10 here, 30 to 20. You know, they've had some tough breaks, had some tough plays, but they're kind of hanging around here with the number nine team in the country. The Trailblazers only one and two on the season, but they haven't looked too bad. They've pretty much hung with everybody. Took down Tarleton when they were the number 21 ranked team in the nation. Sticking around, being a little pesky here to Kenesaw State. This has been the toughest game this year so far for Kenesaw State. They've blown out their opponents in the previous two. If the Trailblazer defense can come up with something big here, they might have a chance to jump back in this game. Well, I would I would disagree with only that point as their toughest game. Uh, Charleston State, Charleston Southern took them to 24 to 19. Their game against Shorter, I've never heard of Shorter University. Yes, I said Shorter, not like short ton or short in Shorter. And it was 35-3. That was a blowout there. But nonetheless, you know, just Dixie State hanging around. That's what they're really known for. And, you know what, it's definitely a system that works for Dixie State. They just need to put it all together and, you know, get a good stop here on defense, get a stop here and enforce a turnover as they almost did on the last drive. And, again, still in my eyes, that incomplete pass they called incomplete was a fumble by Isaiah, by Isaac Futo, and it should be 21-27. I'm just saying. You're, you're probably right on that one as this kickoff is fielded at the 10 and run all the way back to the 35. So, Pretty decent field position for Kenesaw State as they'll have the ball here. 9.43 to play. The clock is, is tough here. Down 10, you're going to need a stop. You're going to need a score. Then another stop or an onside or something. You have to get the ball back twice. I think probably at this point, if Dixie State's going to get back in this game, they're going to need a big play, a turnover, a kick return, something along those lines. Um yeah, you know, you're you're not wrong. And I, I understand what you're saying. They're going to need a, a huge turnover. And that huge turnover almost came in that game just in that drive just minutes ago. It would have it would have come. It would have been there. Isaiah Puto did create a fumble. They called it an incomplete pass. I think it was wrong. I think that should have been a fumble. I get it. It looked like it went forward. But nonetheless, he fumbled the football. He didn't get the full pitch out. And because he didn't get the full pitch out, I mean, it's just – you got to call that a fumble. You you had to, and you know what? They they did it, and they gave the ball back to Kenesaw State. They kicked the field goal, and there's that's their last scoring possession in the, in the last quarter and a half against, you know, Dixie State. So Dixie State's defense has come up with some stops here of late, but, you know, Dixie State's offense and Dixie State's defense has got to stick with it. You know, get a stop on this, on, on this drive here and, and get the ball back to your offense. They've shown that they can score, and, even if they have to, you know, score on fourth downs, they can do it. And, you know, you just got to stay with it. That's all. Yeah, for for sure. And even if Dixie State isn't able to complete this comeback, um, you got to feel pretty good about the way they've played. Kenesaw State's a really, really good team. And so has Tarleton when they played them. So has New Mexico State. And Dixie hasn't really been blown out this year. They've been able to hang around in every game. Um, the last game was a little bit tough against Tarleton, but they did beat him the first time. 
So you have to feel good about the future of this Dixie State football program. Coach Peterson's got a lot of talent in that locker room and has got a chance going forward to, to be a force as the WAC opens the conference back up. They'll have conference play in the next couple of years here and not just have to be an independent team as the Trailblazers come back on the field here on defense as Kenesaw State's going to start with a ball from their own 35 set up in that bunch wishbone formation. The snap here, handoff right up the middle. The Trailblazers get pushed a little bit. He's going to push that for about four yards. A nice play by Kyle Glover there. He got met at the backfield, but was able to turn those legs and push forward for, for a four-yard gain. It'll be second down and six. Yeah, you mentioned that, you know, WAC will open up more. There's going to be more schools entering the Western Athletic Conference. You know, Sam Hughes State and, and Lamar, two future WAC opponents. They're going to be playing each other today. You know, there's going to be... A um, couple more, and, you know, Southern Utah is going to come, and it's going to be exciting for Dixie State down the road. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics. Absolutely. Apologies about that. We're just having a couple mis- a couple technical difficulties, but we're back to action as there's a shove out of bounds, and Kennesaw State's sideline is not happy about that whatsoever. They wanted a flag immediately saying, hey, he pushed him out of bounds. He was already out of bounds when he pushed him, and, you know, the referees were like, no, he was he was just inside, you know, in, inside the field, and it was a good push out and, you know, continue playing. A nice run there, though, for Shaquille Terry, a nine-yard gain to take it out near midfield and a first down for the Owls. Kenesaw State wants to score on this drive to end this game. They desperately want to end this drive and end this game with a, with a touchdown. As this ball is going to be <clears throat> held there by Thomas Bryant, He's going to be knocked out on the backfield. A good play there. Isaac Fotu in on the tackle. A one-yard loss. Push it back to the 47-yard line and make it second down and 12, it looks like. And that go ahead. Sorry about that, Callan. Uh, looks like it'll be second down and 12. If Dixie State can get off the field right here, get the ball back. Uh, you'd love a turnover, but just get the ball back. And keep yourself alive. So they're going to line up for, for, the, for the second down play. There, it looks like they're going to throw here over the middle. That was a weird play. And if Isaiah Futo would have turned around and saw that ball, he would have intercepted and ran it all the way back for a touchdown, and it would be a three-point game. It hit Futo in the back, so the, the pass not very good. You can't really blame Futo for that one. He had, had no idea. He had turned around to go defend the play and just hit him in the shoulder pads, it looks like. But a third down and 11 upcoming here for Kenesaw State. And they'll go to the shotgun. First time they've gone to the shotgun all day. And this is a play where I say you might want to bring the pressure because they're not used to handling these shotgun snaps. The snap will get off just fine. He's going to drop back to pass. This pass down to the right side. Did he pick it off the turf? Yes, he did. That's going to be a 13-yard catch for Will Hager. That's going to be a first down, 13 yards. Man, that ball was thrown way low, but Hager was able to come back, scoop it up before it hit the turf. So we're a first get a down. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a catch. Able to corral that one in. So 13-yard gain, first and 10. Kenesaw State got lucky. Back under center, back in the wishbone where they're used to being. Going to roll this one out to the right. Bryant's going to get about five yards on that one. Isaac Fotu again there for the tackle. It'll be second down and five yards to go. Looks like Bryant is down and hurting. He's, he's holding grabbed, his he, right leg. And I, Futo is hurt as well. And 
he's grabbing his leg and he can't really bend it and he's having an issue with that. If they had to go to another quarterback, it looks like either Alv- Alvende Fade or Tommy Bryant's already the quarterback in an action. They don't have Jonathan Murray as quarterback or they could probably go to, as I'm looking down the roster, D'Angelo Hardy would be their next quarterback. He's 5'10", a freshman. You're probably looking at either one of the two freshman quarterbacks coming in here late in this game trying to close out a huge game against Dixie State here. Dixie State might have just gotten away with a lucky opportunity here to possibly get back into this game. And we'll see how Dave uh, Fotu is as well. We'll take a quick 15-second break here, and we'll come back and update you on the injuries. This is Trailblazer Football, Radio Dixie, 91.3. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Back here in the Radio Dixie 91.3 studios, Trailblazer Football brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. Right now, the Owls of Kenesaw State are driving, but their quarterback, Tommy Bryant, went down, looks like, with a leg injury. And we'll see who comes back on the field when we're when they come back out. The Trailblazers down 10 here with 9.43 to play. Uh, any more yardage pretty much on this play is going to put Kenesaw State in comfortable field goal range. And if they get in field goal range and can knock one through, probably talking about ball game here. As it stands, we're not done yet. It's a, it's a tough situation, but we've seen worse things happen as Tommy Bryant's going to have to be helped off the field by two... Two trainers can't yeah. put any pressure on that right leg. Yeah, you don't wish injuries at all. You wish the guys would stay healthy and stay fresh. And, you know, no, no, nobody wishes injury on anybody. Is We're going to get the quarterback here. It'll be number eight, Xavier Shepard, freshman out of Nashville, Tennessee. He went to Pearl Cotton High School. He is going to be the starting quarterback for Kenesaw State in this triple option. We'll see how well he can do. Again, Xavier Shepard, a freshman. It's going to be his first play of the season. He's going to drop back to pass, and he's going to have an open man and complete that pass to Shaquille Terry. So the first play of Shepard's career is going to go for a 22-yard pass down to the Dixie State 14. And I expect him to probably throw more. I, I don't think they're going to probably go back to the run here. They're probably going to go to it limitedly, but they're probably going to throw it more. Yeah, the triple option is a tough thing to learn. So maybe something he's more comfortable with, whatever he did more in high school. He's going to take the snap here. He's going to hand this one off straight up the gut. And a little bit of a run there, three or four yards. And it's going to be second and six, a four-yard gain there. Does he say he needs a stop here? They need to just get a field goal here. They're within reach. They're just they're so close. They're, they're just on the edge of this game to turn it and break it open and possibly get back into this game and maybe steal this probably at this point six minutes to play two possession game certainly touchdown ends it but I think you probably need a turnover and that's going to be the touchdown that might be it right up the middle almost untouched was I was Kyle Glover for the touchdown Kenesaw State it's going to push it to a 36-20 game pending the extra point 
Yeah, it's the second touchdown of the day for Kyle Glover. And, again, Xavier Shepard, like, just not even missing a beat. Made sure that he, you know, drove the ball down the field right. You know, he had a couple passes. They gave him the run options. And, you know, it's not even like – it's not even like Tommy. It's not even like Tommy Bryant left the offense. It's just exactly where he picked up. And the extra point is up and good. That'll make it 37-20, 17 point game. Just four minute, four or five minutes to play here in the game. We'll take the break. Dixie State down 37 to 20. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back in Trailblazer football here on Radio Dixie 91.3, 37 to 20, 556 to play here. Trailblazers probably have this game out of reach, um, but you got to come back out on the field, finish strong, and maybe work on a few things, see what you can't get done to to end this game on a positive note and, and move forward to the game next week when they're going to play Fort Lewis. What are we going to be looking for in that game, Martin? Uh, Dixie State to run up the score at probably, honestly, against Fort Lewis. I don't see whatsoever Dixie State losing that game whatsoever. Fort Lewis is a very good Division II program, but um, I I expect Dixie State probably to win that game by at least six touchdowns. I would say six touchdowns. Six touchdowns. Ooh. Yeah, I would say six touchdowns as we see Tommy Bryant um, being carted off the field there. Again, we don't wish injury on anybody. Hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he can come back soon for um, the team here. It is his senior year. You don't want to go out like that in your senior year. But I, I, maybe I'm exaggerating when it comes to six touchdowns against Fort Lewis. But maybe, you know, four touchdown win, I, I would expect him to win that game. That's reasonable enough for me. I mean, we've had success against Fort Lewis in the past, and I think we're a better team now, and I, I think we're a bigger team than – We'll probably face them, so we'll see what happens with uh, Dixie State going down the road. This kickoff is kind of popped up, caught at the 24-yard line. Fair catch by one of the up men for Dixie State. As the offense will come back on the field and start at the 24. Cody Wilstead in the backfield still here as the Trailblazers will look to, to end strong here. He's going to drop back to pass. He's going to look way downfield and launch it deep. He's got Devin Osborne for the grab down to the 30-yard line, a 44-yard completion to Devin Osborne down to the Kennesaw State 31-yard line. Yeah, you know, Devin Osborne is that good as, you know, he's, you know, explosive enough to go downfield and you give him an opportunity to, you know, separate himself from, you know, the DBs and all that, you know, he'll be able to, you know, get downfield and, and get you good yardage. You know, you went from the 24 to the 30. That's pretty good yardage. Cody Wilson going to push this one downfield. Had an open man. My goodness. David Fisher was open on the play there, number 19, but it was thrown behind him as he turned around to try to get it. It slipped off his hand. So incomplete pass there, second and 10. A little bit of a better throw than that one. Would have been a big play. 
Yeah, it was just thrown behind him. Otherwise, if you would have connected with him, I think he he's walking in for a touchdown, and, and Dixie State answers pretty quickly back against Kennesaw State's touchdown that they just put up on the board. Well, it'll be second down and 10 here from the 31. Cody with Conley on his left. Conley, not a lot of action here recently. Open strong, had 71 yards in the first half, but just four yards here in the second half. This pass over the middle is not really going to anybody. Chase Hess, the closest target in the area, but well over his head. So third down and 10 after the big grab by Devin Osborne. Two straight incompletions for Cody Willstead. Yeah, it's a shame about, you know, Quali Conley. He was, you know, looking like he was going to have a big game, over 100 yards on the ground. You know, a big uh, big reason why Dixie State was probably going to be competing in this game for a long time. But, you know, because you're down by a lot of points, you got to get back into the game somehow, some way. And, you know, he just, it's, it's just unfortunate. Trips left, Devin Osborne out, spread to the right. Quali Conley in the backfield. Cody Willstead's going to take this snap, and he's going to just hit Conley in the flat. A nice little play to get some yards back there. It's going to be third down and three, or fourth down and three, excuse me. I expect Dixie State will go for this one. Fourth and three from the Kenesaw State, 24. And, yeah, the offense will stay out on the field. Yeah, they, have, they don't have much of, of an option. I mean, on that last drive before they scored, Dixie State they had to go for fourth down three times, and they got all three of them, you know, do one to do the penalties. So, you know, Dixie State has to go back to this, you know, type of type of momentum in their offense. Osborne will take this snap, look right, throw right away to Devin Osborne. He'll make the grab, take this one down inside the 10. So a nice 15-yard catch for Devin Osborne. A first down to the Kenesaw State 9-yard line. And Dixie State still moving the ball here. Yeah, a quick, you know, a, a little quick slant in come, coming back towards, you know, Cody Willstead there. and He made the right decision, found Osborne. He was open, and Dixie State keeps the drive alive. Trailblazers will run the ball here to Quali Conley, and he gets tripped up. Man, he had an open look at the end zone, but got just caught behind, could not keep his balance. A six-yard gain down to the three-yard line. And he would have scored. He would have, you know, been dancing in the end zone by now and, you know, just got to go back to the drawing board and keep the drive alive. And looks like timeout here. Timeout, Kenesaw State. That will be their first of the half. And as the teams will go off, the the Trailblazers knocking on the door here. Just three yards left to get. Uh, hopefully they can punch it in here, make it a 10-point game. Still probably not looking at a realistic chance of winning the game, but certainly pride on the line. Uh, gives you momentum going into next week. Yeah, it does. And, you know, you kind of want to you, you want to finish the season on, on a high note. Obviously, we're getting towards the end of the season here. There's only a five-game schedule. Um, so far, DC State is one of two in, in the three games they've already played, and, and they look like they're going to go to one and three, and hopefully they can end, you know, the season, their short spring schedule on a on a high note. It's supposed to be six games, but due to New Mexico State Highlands and, and the rules and COVID and all that, they had to cancel that game again. And, you know, um, DC State can close it out. At home, you know, it'll be kind of a, a maybe like a little bit of a short senior night, a little anticipation for senior night in the fall with, with all the seniors. But the state goes back to the drawing board and, and tries to find another game plan and, and continues to, you know, get better. Cody Wilstead will take this shotgun snap. He's going to push for the goal line himself, extend the ball, and get it in. That's a touchdown, Dixie State. They'll cut this lead to 26 37. Just four minutes on the clock, but a 
nice play there for Cody to get himself another touchdown. Let's see, looks like they're just going to kick for the one point here and make a 10-point game. James Bear is going to come out to the field. Yeah, no, a good, quick design run there for Cody Wilstead. Again, he's proven that he's just not the best runner, but he's good enough to get you, you know, a touchdown and some, you know, keep the drives alive. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back into Trailblazer Football on Radio Dixie 91.3, brought to you by St. George Ken Garf for Lincoln. The Trailblazers looking to attempt an onsides kick here. Not a bad kick by James Baird there, but it will be fielded by Kenesaw State. So they'll take the ball over and just look to kill the clock here, I imagine. The ball bounced pretty well, but no real chance for the Trailblazers to get on it. So Kenesaw State will look to, to just run out the clock here. Dixie State looking to get the ball back maybe one more time. Well, what can the Trailblazers learn from this game and improve on going forward? Uh, you know, to learn this game here, um, you know, it's just to to me, Callen, I, I think they got to learn, you know, just to, you know, stick with their game plan and, and recruiting and, and offensively just trying to keep, you know, getting better and, and hopefully that they can, you know, hop, honestly, you know, just learn from these mistakes that they made, you know, try to, Try to stay away from the penalties. Try to stay away from, you know, fumbles and, and stuff like that and, and be confident in their offense and, you know, just keep growing as a team. And I, I think they're doing that every week. Yeah, they haven't been able to replicate the 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 the, the start off that they had against, you know, Tarleton State in that upset win. But, you know, they came close to beating New Mexico State. They, you know, had a little life left in them against New, uh, Tarleton State at home last week. And in here, I mean, they haven't gone away. They've you know, said, you know what, screw it. We're going to get into a shutout. We got to get into, you know, a, not a shutout. We got to get into a shootout. We'll get into a shootout. So I think it's been successful enough for Dixie State to look at it, that they've had some success here as we get a second down and nine or run through the middle and it'll be swallowed up quickly. But I think Dixie State has learned a lot and I think they're growing. And I think when it comes to, you know, the football in the fall, they're going to they're gonna be better as I think we got an injured player down on the field for Dixie State. And we, uh, no, just going to get back up. He's a, he is hurt. He's got on his shoulder, but I think he'll be all right. Number, shake it off. Number big, number 98, uh, Jaden Lacoyo, the six-foot nose tackle out of, out of Santa Clara, Utah. Yeah, a couple short runs there to start the drive for Kenesaw State. One yard from Xavier Shepard and two yards from Kyle Glover. Third and seven. Dixie will look to punch him three and out here. Take a quick time out there. With the injured player, it looks like, to make sure he can get off the field. Yeah, you know, he's from Snow Cane High School. So, I mean, you know, Snow Cane players are tough, man. They're they're not they're not babies. They You know, they play out there towards the mountains here in, in Santa Clara, you know, Utah. And, you know, you got to be strong. You got to be tough to be, you know, kind of a mountain boy playing for Snow Cane. Very, very true. Kenistaw State will come out here third and seven. The Trailblazers look to get a stop, get the ball back. 3.09 to play in this one. 10-point ball game under center here. This one's pitched over to the right, and it's Isaac Foster, and he's going to find the edge and find 18 yards down to the Dixie State 29. Yeah, you know, that was a very patient run there by Shepard, who was waiting for Foster to open up on the edge so he can pitch it out to him. He didn't, you know, he waited, he waited, and then pitched it to him very late and was waiting for everybody to bite and, and get out of their gaps and out of their 
responsibilities. And when they did that, you know, Dixie State just didn't have a response for it. We look at 245 left to go here on the fourth quarter clock. After this, we'll have a quick, you know, post-game show. We'll wrap up the game. We'll tell you what happened, and we'll, we'll give out a couple of awards, player of the game and play of the game. We'll give you all that. Proud to you by Ken Gar, St. George, Fort Lincoln here on Radio Dixie 91.3. Absolutely. Xavier Shepard's come in and look good in relief here as after the player to, to Bryant, the starting quarterback for Kenesaw State. That's a two-yard run to Kyle Glover. He'll pull him down to the Dixie State 27. But Shepard's looked good, um, a guy that, you know, Kenesaw State can probably count on as a backup. Haven't really skipped a beat since he's been in the game. You know, that's kind of the way the triple option works is that there really shouldn't be anybody missing any responsibilities. The quarterback should easily be able to, you know, be responsible enough to pick it up. And, and Kenesaw State's lineman is running off the field with a – he just pulled out – he just pulled his shoe off. He just absolutely just pulled his shoe off as they'll get a backup center there quickly. And this might be a, a big – moment here for Dixie State is they got a backup center with a backup quarterback. You might want to put a little pressure on the pocket and, and send send the guys here. I would. I would I would send a blitz and they're gonna call a timeout. Yeah, probably the right decision to call a timeout there. Still at two left. Let your let your center get his shoe back on and get back out there. So just pulled it right off. He just he, he wasn't even like he got it wasn't like he just came off his foot by accident or you know, like he was feeling a little differently. He just straight up pulled the shoe off his off his own foot and said he's and just ran back towards the sideline and said my shoe came off i'm just like okay well okay well all right kind of a weird play there for sure quick timeout here just go 30 seconds the teams will get back out on the field as they both huddle up there second down and eight inside the dixie 30 at the 27 yard line there's the fans here at kenesaw state seeing their team Close out this game, a minute 40 to play. Trailblazers not been able to to solve this triple option offense. Just the the movement and the weird plays, not something they're used to seeing as Xavier Shepard will get back under center here. On second down and eight, he'll take, take the handoff and go to the right, keep it himself. Cut back to the left. Get up kind of close to that first down marker, about two yards short. About a five-yard gain for him. You know, as we get closer to the end of this game, you always wonder, you know, I think a timeout got called here. I think Dixie State's trying to save some time here to probably try to answer back with a touchdown before this game's over. You you kind of wonder, you know, if Dixie State didn't fumble the punt, didn't, you know, got a touchdown before the end of the half. Those two drives that they had missed field goals on. What if they would have scored on that drive? You know, what if, you know, what if they would have had that fumble that was called an incomplete pass? You know, there was there was some opportunities for Dixie State to steal this game from Kenesaw State. I know Kenesaw State looked at the scoreboard and said we were up twenty to seven. We were kind of killing these guys, and then we went up twenty seven to seven on top of these guys, and we're kind of killing them. Now it's thirty seven twenty seven. Dixie State kind of how kind of has outscored you in the second half here. You know, a couple missed opportunities. Dixie State might be either within, you know, a few points or might be leading this game. And Kenesaw State's trying to, you know, answer back and trying to take the lead here. Instead, they're they're trying to pile on a 10-point lead, and, and they're going to look like they're going to win this game. Yeah, first down here would make it but pretty well in the game for Kenesaw <laughs> State. As he's going to run to the left, and Shepard's going to get that first down. Four-yard run. First down to the Dixie State 18. So 
Minute 25 to go. Dixie State only has one timeout left. You're about on the place where they can just sit on this ball and run the clock to triple zeros. Yeah, I don't see Dixie State taking a timeout here whatsoever to try to kill time or try to save time. Yeah, I think they're just going to kill the clock and uh, call it a day. But you know what? Give credit to Kenesaw State. They hung on to a 10-point lead. It kind of kind of, it kind of got scary there a couple moments where maybe Dixie State comes back into this game and, you know, tries to, you know, avenge some success here. But nonetheless, Dixie State's going to walk out with a loss here to go 1-3 and three on the year and, you know, and, it's disappointing, but Dixie State has shown, I think, to Kenesaw State, to Tarleton State, to New Mexico State, Division One FCS programs that, you know what, we might have just moved up to Division One. We might still be learning how to play this game and how to play with these guys. They're bigger, they're tougher, they're faster than us, but, you know, they got a lot of heart. They got a lot of passion. I, I think Dixie State will learn from this, and they're going to grow. They're going to grow, and they're going to be very good. I promise you, Trailblazer fans, Dixie State will be a powerhouse in Division One FCS just – it's, it's just not now, but sooner or later, they will be a powerhouse. Absolutely, as Kenesaw State kneels on these final two plays as the final seconds tick off the clock. That's going to be your final. Kenesaw State 37, Dixie State 27 down in Georgia today. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back to wrap it up with the Dixie State football postgame show on Radio Dixie 91.3. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back, Trailblazer football. Here for the post-game show, the Trailblazers fall to one and three with a 37-27 loss. Kenesaw State raises to three and zero on the season. The number nine ranked team in the nation, Dixie State, held their own. It's an offense that's not something that the Trailblazers are used to seeing. Not something they get to practice against a lot. But they didn't do too bad. A couple key mistakes, a couple calls that didn't go their way were really the big difference in this game. But a 10-point loss. Martin, I felt like the Trailblazers actually did not play too bad. There's some 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 good qualities we can take away from this game. Um, but certainly, a ways to go to compete with the big dogs in the FCS. Oh, no, 100%. Uh... <coughs> Apologies about that. I almost threw up in my mouth. Um, that's not good to do on radio whatsoever. Um, nonetheless, back to what you were talking about. I apologize about that. But... Um, no, you got to take away what Dixie State did right. I mean, Cody Wilson was 21 of 39, 230 yards, two touchdowns through the air. You know, Con- Conley had another big game. Quality Conley, 81 yards, a touchdown on the ground, 18 attempts, had a carry average of 4.7. You know, obviously in receiving yards, Devin Osborne had his breakout game here. He has 16 targets, nine catches, 121 yards, a touchdown. He averaged 13.4 yards to carry. Jalen Powell once again stood out. In this offense, five catches, 55 yards, average just about 11 yards. And Chase Hess with the other touchdown, two receptions, 16 yards, had an average carry of about eight. I mean, Dixie State stayed within this game. They were, you know, Kenesaw State had 408 total yards. Dixie State had 350. I mean, they had 230 on the ground. Excuse me, 230 through the air, 121 on the ground. But, you know, 
penalties, you know, 6 of 45. On third down, you were 4 of 13. Yeah, you were 5 of 6 on fourth down. But, again, you just, you had, you know, three fumbles in the game. You had, you know, you allowed a sack in the game for 10 yards. You allowed Kinesaw State to run all over you, which was expected. But, you know, Dixie State, you got to take the good from the bad here. And the good here for Dixie State is that, you know what, Dixie State will grow from this. Dixie State will get better. Yeah, they weren't. I don't think they were expected to beat Kennesaw State, but to be down 20 to 7 at halftime and to have 20 points to Kennesaw State 17 in the second half, you got a touchdown in the third quarter, you scored 13 total in the fourth. You know, if if you would have got maybe Kennesaw State to only 7 in the second quarter and, and instead of 10 in the third, you would have gotten to only 7. I mean, Dixie State wins. Dixie State would be winning this game and you know, it, it is what it is. Dixie State's got to grow from it. You know, they obviously played really well. It, it just wasn't meant to be. And, you know, take the good from the bad and take the bad from the good. And, you know, next week you got Fort Lewis, a, a team you've you've obviously beaten up three, you know, three times in the past. You're 3-0 and against them. And you know what? Grow from that and, and become a better team from it and, and get ready for the fall season, get ready for summer camp and, I think this team is on the rise. Dixie State has plenty of opportunities down the road to prove that they are a great football team, and I think they're going to take it. I think they're going to be, again, I, I'm telling you, Trey, Trailblazer fans, it is going to become a point where Dixie State is a powerhouse in Division One FCS football. We're going to be seeing them compete in the FCS you know, playoffs, competing for maybe a, a semi-spot or, or possibly maybe competing for a national championship. It is coming. This coaching staff knows how to get the best out of this team, and they are getting absolutely the best out of this team and best the best out of their recruits, and it, it, it's it's coming. I'm telling you, it is coming, Trailblazers fans. Yeah, I think it's a nice place to, to be able to recruit as well. Nice to be able to practice in the warm weather in the winters. A really nice town, so... Good facilities. They got a lot going for them. As we look at this game specifically from an individual statistics standpoint, it's it's kind of interesting to look at. I mean, honestly, the the best runner in the game might have been Quali Conley. You know, Cody Wilstead certainly did more passing than anybody on the Kennesaw State side, and the best receiver likely was Devin Osborne statistically. But you look at how Kennesaw State runs their offense. They have so many guys involved. Tommy Bryant, 97 rushing yards. Kylie Glover, 85 rushing yards. Atakalik, 42. Isaac Foster, 39. Shaquille Terry, 23. And a couple other guys with 15 and 12. They're so evenly balanced. Uh, they're a team that doesn't have guys, I think, you know, playing for the name on the back of their jersey. They're playing on the front, just looking to win. So as you look at these stats, where would you say we should go with the player of the game here? Uh, you got to go. It's really tough here. I would love to, you know, give it to if I had, I'm going to give Cole ones here. If I got to give one to Dixie state here, you would think I would go with Cody Wilstead, 21 of 39, 230 yards, two touchdowns. You would think I would go with Quali Conley, 18 rushes, 81 yards, a touchdown, but I'm going Devin. Devin Osborne had a big game, nine catches, 121 yards, a touchdown. It was his breakout game. And it's, you know, his senior year here at Dixie State University, we talk about how he's possibly going to be, you know, the, the president of the, you know, the, the student body president for the school. He's running for student body president, and we don't know the election results yet. There was elections taking place last week. I voted for Devin. I, you know, I believe in his message, and I've talked to him about it. He tells me he wants to do a couple things here at Dixie State University to bring more diversity to the school and, and bring more openness and, and, you know, honesty within the school, and I believe in his message. So 
We'll see how he does in those result elections. But back to the football game, I got to give it to him. 16 targets, 9 catches, 121 yards, a touchdown. Devin Osborne's your King Guard St. George player of the game for Dixie State. For Kenesaw, you would think I would go probably Kyle Glover, who had a touchdown. But I'm going Tommy Bryant. I know he had the injury late in the game. We, we're not sure what happened to him. Hopefully he's all right. But 20 rushes, 97 yards, two touchdowns. The longest run was 18. He averaged about 4.9 yards a carry. It was impressive for what he did. Tommy Bryant came out. He killed Dixie State in every opportunity he had. Tommy Bryant is your player of the game for Ken Gar, St. George, Ford Lincoln there for both Dixie State and Kenesaw State. Absolutely. We look at... What are we going to talk about with the play of the game? I think you have to go back to pretty early in the game. The snap that Johnny Borishan unfortunately fumbled and was taken back for the touchdown. That puts uh, a dent in the game. It swung the momentum that Dixie State had at the time. And Dixie State was never really able to recover. And I think that that mistake is is what really did it in for Dixie State. They tried to battle back late, but it was just too much to overcome. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that was the one there as I'm trying to look up the player's name on that one. It looked like it was Cade Lloyden, the fumble recovery there to score the touchdown there to give, you know, Kenesaw State the lead. It was only 10-7 then, and and again, you know, it was an opportunity for Dixie State to fight back, and they just couldn't fight back, and, you know, it was was just within the reach. It was, was, was right there it was right there for Dixie State to take away and they just couldn't get it done but nonetheless Dixie State you know walks out with a loss here but again some good you got to take away from this they outscored Kenesaw State in the second half it was 20 to 7 at halftime and they outscored them 20 to 17 in that second half for a total I mean again if Dixie State would have got one stop here and one stop there and maybe you know, not 17 points in that second quarter, maybe just seven points or 10 points in the third quarter. Maybe that's just seven right there. Dixie State sits as winners, but you lose by 10. You got to take what you can get from it. You played a team outside your own element. You're, you're 1,900 miles away from home. You went on a game at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and you said, screw it, man, let's go play some football. And I think Dixie State came out with the right mentality and the right mindset and the right game plan. And Win or lose, Dixie State proved that they can play with these big boys. And these big boys are big. Georgia big boys are big, man. That offensive line was huge. And for Dixie State to only lose by 10, you got to give them credit for that. Absolutely. And just looking forward here to wrap it up to the game next week. Fort Lewis, 7 o'clock at Greater Zion Stadium. Encourage everyone to come out and support the boys. What do we look for in that one, Martin? We're going to be looking for Dixie State to end, you know, their five-game spring schedule on a high note. They're going to go up against Fort Lewis. They play them many times in the RMAC three seasons. They are five and one against Fort Lewis over uh, all time against them in the RMAC. And you know what? That's a good number to have when you walk into, you know, a, a team like Fort Lewis. They took on a game late in the year, and you know what? It's good to have those still rivalries. I wish it was Colorado. Mesa, I would love to rub their faces in the fact that we're a Division One. I. I hate Colorado Mesa. I will always hate those Colorado Mesa. I will always hate Colorado School Mines. They can go kiss my butt in Colorado State Pueblo. You can go kiss my butt as well. I don't like those schools, but you know what? We'll take the good with the bad and take the bad with the good. Fort Lewis, come on down here. We'll show you what a good old whooping tastes like in St. George, Utah. You know what? We're going to have a good game next week. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us today. My name's Callan Webster. That was Martin Kelly. Join us next week for Trailblazer Football, 7 p.m. Saturday against Fort Lewis at Greater Zion Stadium or right here on Radio Dixie 91.3.